Welcome everyone to the Faded Connections Path of Exile Community Podcast, episode number 104. Today we come to you with another great episode with my lovely co-host and two guests from the Path of Exile community. There's been a lot of discussion about the Crucible that we're all busy playing right now. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great time in general in Path of Exile, but the League specifically has a lot of complaints arising in the community and stirred up a lot of critical discussion. We had a video from Cute Dog explaining a lot of the problems that he says he sees with the current Path of Exile gameplay loop. On top of that, we also had a video by Captain Lance going over the problematic uh, case of Uniques in Crucible and why Chance Orbs suck, and he calls them the uh, quit-the-game orbs. And uh, yeah, around those two videos, there's a lot of discussion um, about the state of the game in general and specifically Crucible, and we have a lot of sentiments picked up from the community. And uh, oops, 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 hey, hey, I wanted to pause it. Wait, I wanted to stop it. Okay, that didn't work. Anyway, music is gone. Welcome, everyone. We're going to get in uh, Balor Mage and see what he's up to. How have you been, Balor? Welcome. Uh, hello. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Recently farmed up a headhunter. So now I get to blast and do the blasting things. That sounds good. I, I recently actually made some currency for the first time this league, and I was able to uh, benefit off of people jumping off of the poison SOS build, got a really cheap covenant, and now we're going to get animate weapon poison and hopefully going to be able... I mean, I was able to take down some bosses already just on the pure physical version, but I imagine the, the poison version to be even better than poison SOS because of the added clunk. You know, SOS only have, uh, have the base chaos damage to work with that they get off of abyss jewels and the uh, 29 add chaos damage support from um from the covenant whereas animated weapons have a lot of base fizz just off of the fact that they're animated weapons from lingering blades so i do hope there to be a, a little bit of a better top end but we'll explore that before we go into all that we're gonna get in our guests so we got a familiar face coming in a welcome a deedle do uh how have you been how's it going it's been going okay, I suppose. Just trying to grind out, you know, normal HCSSF stuff and fighting with my chess piece to link. Literally 30 quality chess piece, right? Over 2,200 fusings over the last two days. No six link. Damn. I had to I fight. I... I had to liquidate like 800 alterations up to fusings just to get my five link back. I thought I was going to oh. get stuck. I was like, hmm, mm. Damn. I better not talk about how easy my six link was on my 30% quality covenant. I I mean, I've linked things easy, like trying to, like, what was it? Uh, the, the totem, the stave and totem only league. I was going for a five link on a staff and I hit a six link in like 20 fusing. I know that it's RNG and sometimes you can get unlucky, but boy does it feel bad when you get unlucky oh my god so yeah. i just said you know what i'm done with it i'm gonna go farm up 1500 fusings and just bench it i know it sounds terrible and feels terrible to say on a 30 quality chest but i'm tired of messing with it yeah I, yeah I, I feel I you on that i only use fuses on like day one of the league hoping to get lucky and if we make it to day two i just save up 1500 fuses and bench it every time yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. 
or, or um, just buy it linked. Well, and we got another creator coming in. First time appearance on the podcast, but been a long time creator and a long time Path of Exile player. Please welcome with us Scotaria. Hello, How are you doing? Welcome. Uh, first things first, you got to explain what, why, why Scotaria? What, what's the? Scott's <laughs> well, actually my middle name. Um, <gasps> I grew up. Everyone called me by my middle name. I have no idea how that like started or why. It's just, oh, I've always gone by Scott and never by Kevin. Um, and then it dates back to my old Clash of Clans days, um, how the name arose. I thought I was naming my village, but really, you're just naming your character. I was thinking like a utopia type of hybrid. I don't know. It's ah, kind of rude. okay. <laughs> For me, it always sounds a little bit like a pizza place. It's the Scotoria. <laughs> it does, actually. You're right. I've actually had people call me things like scotteria, which sounds like a venereal disease, um, <laughs> a number of different things. And that's why anytime people come through my chat, I'm like, hey, if I mispronounce your name, I apologize. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Balor and Deedle uh, know exactly what you're talking about with people mispronouncing the names. Oh, Jesus. Do I ever... <laughs> I'm used to it by now, though. It's just like, whatever, you know, call me what you want. Just don't call the cops. That's what I say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, Scotoria, you've been uh, playing Path of Exile for a long time, but you've been uh, a partner Twitch streamer since before you, you did Path of Exile content, right? Like, what, what did uh, where did you make your name? Correct. Um, originally, I started streaming, I think it was back in 2012, maybe. It was Clash of Clans. Um, and during that time frame, that's back when everyone used to play, but no one knew how to broadcast it. So the <laughs> supply and demand of content for it was, was really working in my favor because I knew how to, um, get my, my tablet on the, on the PC, um, as well as being a part of some, some pretty well-known war clans at the time and casting and, and whatnot for different like clash of clans wars. Um, and then from there, I actually ended up like retiring from that scene, like the competitive clash scene, and went to Magic the Gathering for a while. And then from there, out of exile. And now it's my nice. Nice. <laughs> well, for how long have you been playing Path of Exile? Like, uh, since Abyss League. Oh, way. Um, nice. That's when I started streaming Path of Exile. That was kind of like <laughs> I, I streamed a little bit the end of Harbinger, and then Abyss League was the first league start that I actually streamed. Yep. Um, my buddy, my survive introduced me to it. And, um, I just remember the, and the reason I, I know it was abyss league is because I was getting so annoyed by those abysses in every area and being like, why are these, why are these constantly in every area I'm going to, I was still trying to wrap my head around the concept of leagues and, and whatnot. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that. That's going to be a reoccurring theme in the podcast. How. I mean, we definitely talked about it in the last couple of podcasts, and it's something that comes up every so often is that the, the game doesn't really do the best job at letting people know how it works. And there's also been like a, a Reddit post this past week where people complained about the, the login screen, again, giving people a completely, well, non idea about like which league should I play? Like, what are these modifiers? Solo cell phone, ruthless is like all very, very tough to tell. Uh, well, 
tell us a little bit about your league starts because Balor and I have already talked about our league starts at length in the past couple episodes when we uh, talked about the league, but we have no idea what you guys play. Deedle, maybe you want to do, do uh, give us a little bit of a rundown of what you went with and whether you're still sticking with it or whether you changed plans already on the way. So I went with something totally out of my comfort zone uh, and I league started Righteous Fire Juggernaut. <laughs> so no nah, no nah, i've played that build a few times before since i think calandra but it's a comfort pick i know how to progress it very well i know it's very tanky there was a few things like few masteries and few crucible trees uh crucible notables that looked like it would be really good for it so i was like man it's like a no-brainer i need to go with this so <clears throat> so that's what i did i leaked started righteous fire jug currently still alive level 97 um like i said earlier trying to six link my chest working on upgrades my gear is actually in a pretty decent spot i found a fractured plus one all skill gems amulet and then crafted it to have plus one fire and then cleared suffixes and then just multi-modded life and a res for now i'm probably gonna ashling slam at some point, once I get the cojones to do so. And uh, I, got, I got a pretty nice fractured fire damage shield. And then rolled plus one fire on that. So even though I'm on a five link, like I have like a level 25 righteous fire. And I have a bit more, like this guy has more damage on this RF than some of my previous six linked mid to end league uh righteous fire guys so it's going pretty well af apart from the chess piece just not wanting just, to link the crucible no like no the only like my crucible tree on my weapon has plus two to socketed spell gems so i threw my auras in there i have malevolence purity of fire and determination yes i run purity of fire on my my rf <laughs> um and my shield has like chance to avoid shock, 100% chance to avoid shock, uh, 30 life, and then a little bit of resistance. I haven't really gotten too lucky with um, with my crucible tree. The best thing I have is probably the call to arms, which is pretty nice. I mean, plus two level of socket spell gems is also pretty good for upping your auras. And actually, the chance to avoid shock is very very nice too because i don't care about the downside as a jug with because it's a 100 chance to avoid being shocked 20 chance to be frozen it doesn't matter if i get frozen because i'm a jug and i take unstoppable so even if i get frozen it doesn't do anything <clears throat> and if i find a storm shroud <laughs> um that means that i could be fully ailments immune all tailments included That'd be great. Dude, that, that sounds really amazing with the fractured plus one. I got a plus one skill gems randomly with just like some half decent stats and I was able to sell it for a divine in the trade economy. And like plus one skill gems amulet, like all skill gems, like non-specific is actually quite uncommon, right? It's not, that doesn't really happen that often. So when you drop it and then it's on a fractured item and you happen to actually fracture that exact mod, that's like all it the was, stars aligning. Yeah, I my fate like once I ID'd it, my face just was like, what? huh? Whoa, did that? <laughs> what? Hold up a minute. 
Yeah, it was yeah. pretty nice. So I rolled it to have plus one fire, but before that, I hit plus one cold. And like people in chat are like, you got to keep that. You got to keep that. I'm like, I'm not keeping it because I'm not playing a cold skill. <laughs> and I don't have any plans to play a cold skill. So I rolled over it and everybody thought it was crazy, but I finally hit the plus one fire. Damn. What what a what a roller coaster of emotions that must have been. So yeah. uh, Scott, yeah. do you want to tell us a little bit about your league start and and what you've been doing so far? Sure. Um I got a little bit greedy this league start. Uh normally I go a little bit safer route with CA occultist or um explosive aerial ballistas and whatnot, but this time I saw that you can get two additional arrows from the passive tree and i was like let's get greedy and go tornado shot um and it, it panned out i mean i definitely got lucky fairly early on um with some pretty nice drops that kind of helped me advance the build um tele skill on my watchstones within the first couple days um because the ultimate goal of the build is to be able to just blast maps and then kill bosses like killing bosses is like my favorite thing to do in the game so um, being able to to generate those bosses in order to run them, um, I wanted a fast character that can that can do it. Um, I do feel as though I might have used up my RNG the other day because I had an apothecary drop. Um, my elegant shield had the uh, vendors for unique crucible tree on it, which I split. Um, both of which were bricked, so that didn't really <laughs> work out in my favor, but. Um, and then my enlightened hit four, so I'm pretty sure the rest of the league I'm pretty like nulled out on RNG, but it at least set my character like past that point where I can now comfortably do pretty much all content with it, um, which which is exciting because I love being able to play Dead Eye Tornado Shot. It's such a fun build. Nice. Uh, any other noteworthy accomplishments? What, what kind of like a uh, um... Crucible tree, a uh, bullshit atlas tree. Are you leaning into? Um, at the moment, I've been just crafting uh, spine bows. Uh, I've got a pretty pretty decent one right now. Um, it's I was able to get the plus two fractured um, arrows onto it, and then spam essences and uh, got a crucible tree with the fifteen uh, percent increased uh, fizz effect. Um, so it's about seven twenty. EDPS and um, just continuing to push that envelope a bit with different different crucible trees and I'm going to be exploring into the geodes a little bit more soon just to kind of you know play them and you know experiment with them. Um, well, that's really all you can do with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> experiment with them. I was so disappointed when I ran my first one. I mean, I had read on Reddit that you can just walk past them, but I thought there was at least like some sort of interesting interaction with the monsters, like some sort of fun to be had killing the monsters. But it just feels so terribly unrewarding to even like engage with them because they're so strong and they don't give you any rewards. Like even if you have additional rewards on the on the geode itself, you you know how you can roll. Like I don't know, looking at my geodes here. Uh, you get rare and unique crucible monsters have a chance to drop a melee weapon with a crucible passive skill tree or weapons and shields found have 10% chance to be fractured. It's still like, it still feels so unrewarding, even with those mods. It's uh, really odd, sadly. But yeah, I mean, they're the only way to modify the trees and to play around with the trees and to actually progress your item potentially into one with a good tree. So 
yeah. what we're going to have to go with. Actually, right before the podcast, I got one of the <laughs> one of the uniques from the league, the helmet that comes with a tree. And damn, the, the tree couldn't be worse, even if it tried. Same. I got that same helmet, and it was terrible. It's every single node it has is like meh at best and like detrimental at worst. I have like the helmet is like it requires level 43, 49 strength, 49 dex, and I actually got a 20% reduced attribute requirements as a tier three node. It's like why <laughs> one four <laughs> requires less than nothing. Actually, yeah. I got that same node on mine. Yeah, you're right. Really? Yeah. Do you also have the ice bear and ball lightning projectiles in a circle as a tier five node? No, I didn't get a tier five node. Oh, I got I, even more scuffed than mine. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I was I was excited about that one, that power before the league started. I was like, I want to make a ball lightning that all comes back. Turns out it doesn't actually come back. It's got a duration and a maximum distance, and you have mm. to pump the absolute crap out of the projectile speed to get it to actually be able to come back. Oh, yeah. Which is completely Which counterintuitive. Is not what you want to do with ball lightning at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Big Duck said it has an entire video out on it where how he was super hyped to play that specific build and then like, just decided, no. I mean, there's no reason to do it. You know what unique I think is cool, though, from this league is the staff. The hey, you staff... fixed it. How, how did you do that, Bellar? Sorry for interrupting. I, I just waited. I didn't do anything. It just started <laughs> working again. It just, oh. it just works. And now it's broke again. Yeah, it's frozen again. <laughs> Yeah, but this is even friend friendlier face than previously. I like true, it. yeah. But yeah, the staff that can roll like all level thirty supports on it, it's high variance. But it seems like if you get the right things, like my the one I dropped almost hit really good. I got level thirty inveterate, level thirty added lightning, level thirty added chaos, Ooh. and then the rest were like meh. I got burning damage, but if you get a lot of flat, but you could also get like arc mage stuff. You could get a lot of minion stuff. It's it comes only as a one socket, and then all your links are on the the crucible tree. It's high variance, and most likely everything you find is going to be trash. But there's a possibility of just that jackpot. Like this is this is where it is. This is this is cool. I don't know. Kind of sounds like, like the Forbidden Shack almost. <laughs> yeah, like it's gonna be real hard to get a good one, but a but good one might be great. Yeah, I mean, if you get level thirty flat, like a lot of level thirty flat gems, like added cold, added uh, added lightning, added chaos. That's a ton of flat. Oh yeah. Well, those, quick... the covenant is level 29 added chaos and it's like better than two woke added chaos gems together yeah exactly same thing with the added lightning too there's a level 30 added lightning on thunderfist and it gives a ton of flat so i got both of those on the same one but i mean i'm not I'm probably not going to use it as it is well maybe for leveling it is a level it's a level 52 oh okay staff. It has a ton of spell damage and mana on it too, and crit to spells, and then 150 life per enemy killed. That's basically the the stats on it. So it has a decent amount of spell damage and spell crit and stuff. 
So if you did get something good on it, could be usable. Hmm. I got I got actually a good shield for my build that I played last league that I wouldn't ever play again. So last league I league started with a blade flurry slayer and I wanted to do a poison blade flurry. And now just in the map before this uh before this podcast, I got a. Uh, I got this shield with this crucible tree where first note max life minus all res, second note block spell damage, third note increase poison duration at the cost of increased poison duration on you, which is fine because you want to be immune anyway. And then 100% chance to avoid bleeding for 20% chance to be poisoned, which is also great because you want to be immune to poison anyway. And then if you're immune to poison, then this gives you uh, the 100% bleed immunity and but then trigger a socketed spell every second while channeling blade flurry or charge dash and i'm like no <laughs> no no i won't trigger a spell every second because i won't be using blade flurry or charge dash anytime soon you're not gonna make a charge dash bill come on man charge dash trickster yeah uh, well maybe maybe if the character named kim charge dashian is still available but i doubt it <laughs> hey well it's not gonna be now that you said something about it True, I should have kept it for myself. Dude, no, no, that must be uh, that must be gone. What? It doesn't exist. Okay, logging right now. <laughs> it's, yours, it's yours now. If no one else is faster. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, got it secured. <laughs> nice. Okay, wait. Balor dropped out. I'm gonna hop him back in. I guess. Tempting a dev browser, right? Okay. Oh, a different browser. How's that working out, Beller? Who knows? The other one worked right at the beginning. True. Ah, well, if you guys have any like noteworthy items or trees or something like that, you can also screen share in here, and uh, we can bring it up on the screen if there's any anything that you would want to share. Otherwise, we can uh, directly go into... You know our main topics for the day oh wait first i got two public service announcements now that everyone who's listening is there we got a new rss feed for this podcast since i made the switch to the new host anchor fm and uh, some people drew my attention to the fact that the most recent episodes are not available on apple podcast and that is true if you don't search for faded connections again if you're on the old rss feed then there's no new episodes adding to it anymore but if you search for oh. faded connections then there is a different version of the podcast that has all the past episodes and now also gets updated with the new ones and that's where you can find the uh, the podcast because of the new rss feed it, it split the podcast into two on some platforms such as apple podcasts so yeah if, if that's where you want to be listening it's there it's just you have to search again it won't appear in the feed that you already followed and then another public service announcement because i saw that a lot of returning players or new players are playing this league and there's no in-game information at all regarding this topic uh, most people are unaware that you don't need to complete any uber trials in order to access the uber lab that that is a thing of the past but the game doesn't tell you right so if you've been struggling to get the remaining trials and like some people are even in the global you know the the global chat channels for trial sharing and trying to get the trials don't need them you just need an offering and you can directly oh. do it after you get to maps so that's important oh, that to know <laughs> yeah that's been a change for several leagues now too i feel bad for people i actually had someone come in recently as well that were like Man, I, I still haven't found my my last trial. I'm looking for burning rage. I can't find it. It's like, 
Like, you oh don't no. you don't need that. You don't even need to do any trials. All you need is the offering. Go to the uh, Aspirants Plaza and just log in, dude. <clears throat> That's so uh, bad. I had that. I had one person do that, and I felt real bad for them because you're like you're like more than a week in. You're like you know they've been in maps. Like they've found five trials. That takes so long. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reason we got rid of them. Yeah, like, there's just gone. There's been leaves <laughs> where I was like 96, 97 before I got my last trial. Yeah. That feels terrible. Like you're mid 90s and just running Uber Lab. Like there's so much power left on the table there. It's terrible. I don't know if I would be really upset if I just found out because I feel like it'd be a little bit more relief. Like, oh, thank goodness I don't have to find this last one or like, however many I have left. That's true. Maybe it could be kind of one of those like exciting welcome surprises when people yeah, are like, returning to the game. <laughs> that, <laughs> like that was when me? you type slash passives and you realize, oh, I, I still didn't get my piety reward. Yeah, <laughs> if it was me. I'd be excited and happy if someone told me that when I'd only found like three of them. Yeah, yeah. But if true. I had five and I've had five for the past like four days, <laughs> and I've just been like waiting for this one, and then someone tells me. I'd feel bad. I'd I'd, I'd not be pleased. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> right, and yeah, that's the the PSAs that I had written down for this uh, for this podcast. Uh, there is like one video in particular that sparked a lot of conversation. It didn't really bring up too many new points, but did a very good job at summarizing some gripes and and presenting the point of view of the uh, top-end softcore trade player who wants to blast. And that's a video by a small community streamer who goes by the name of Cute Dog, and uh, he he talked a lot about the friction in the game that is currently there about the issue that you know he disagrees with the ggg handling of power creep and player nerds and generally feels that the game makes you do more to get less and i think that's a topic that we want to get into so i'll first ask our guests like did you experience friction interacting with the crucible mechanic is the the way that we interact with the crucible mechanic what are your your opinions about that is there anything that you felt scott that was uh, particularly shaping your opinion of the experience well it it feels like it's um sort of a, a ggg thing to start off a league super overtuned with the new mechanic. Um, this is an occurrence we've seen multiple times over the last several leagues. So it's not surprising that like it the way it was on release. Um, I think my biggest, and even going into the league during the teaser trailer when they're announcing what it's going to be about, I was both excited about the idea and the concept of the, the Crucible trees because I, I personally love to craft. It's, it's something I enjoy doing. But as a mechanic itself, I think I couldn't quite pinpoint it until recently to find the right words for it, but I think replayability um, really kind of covers it in the sense of, like, I feel like once I've got my tree, then I'm literally, if I'm not in trade league, then like, what am I doing with this league? Like, am I wasting time sitting there channeling this thing to get one shot? Or like, it, I feel like the replayability is just not quite there um, outside of just printing currency. If, if you have a, a well thought out strategy. That, that that's fair. 
is there any any things that you want to uh, say before we go over the points that I wrote down from Cute Dog's video deal? What were your impressions interacting with the league and how do you feel? I mean, specifically because you're presenting the SSF point of view here. Um, it's it's very grindy for sure. Uh, I don't really have a issue with the mechanic being grindy. Uh, that's kind of why I play SSF because I like to grind things out and not just jump straight, you know, to the tippy top after, you know, a day or two. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, it, it's, I feel like I, I have a goal set now that involves Crucible and it's kind of along the same thing as uh, Captain Lance is going through. I kind of want to do the lightning conversion SST with an Emperor's Vigilance. And for me personally, in SSF, it's going to be a very, very hard farm. And I may not get it done, but it's a lofty goal that I want to set forth to like keep myself more engaged. And I know not everybody quite looks at it like that. They kind of feel like it's grinding for the sake of grinding. Um uh, but in my opinion, I do like to have like those long term goals, even if I don't quite. Even if sometimes it doesn't seem like they're quite finishable, just to have those to look forward to and set forth on. Like, I feel like that's that's good for me personally. I know a lot of the player base doesn't really agree with that point of view. And I'm, it's a, probably a hot take for most people, but. I don't have a lot of solo self-found experience, but would it be acceptable to assume that the hardest part in solo self-found is going to be getting enough scours and chances? It probably will be, yeah. So uh, one thing I was trying to do also, though, and this is I'm still kind of doing this as well as farming scours and chances. So while I was farming fusings to get my links, which I did mainly through expedition, I have a full spec expedition tree. Uh, so when I'm buying fusings and jewelers from Tujin, I'm also buying jewelers and I mean, uh, chances and scours as well. And I've been trying to save those up. But another thing I'm trying to do to also kind of put as many, uh, eggs. So I don't put all my eggs in one basket is do as many steel kite shields as I can in the hopes that I get that, uh, vendors for a unique steel kite shield. Because I don't believe, you know, I should have probably double checked. I don't believe there's another base that's a steel kite shield, right? I can double check. Uh, I think yeah, that, I think that one is guaranteed I, if you hit it. I hope not. Let me see. I'll check real quick. Someone uh, posted on the Reddit too. The odds of that just that the, note is like one in four K, I think. Really? Damn. Just the um, the uh, Mahoxatol's machination, the ultimatum shield, is on the same base, which can't be chanced, or uh, or can't be vendored for that for a unique. If I get that, so between doing the scour chance and that, I mean, I play a lot each league. So, like I said, maybe I don't hit it. Maybe I just need to do the lightning conversion SST with like a titanium spirit shield or something. But if I get lucky and I hit the Emperor's Vigilance, then awesome. Then bam, let's go. So it's just something that like I kind of set a goal for myself to just keep myself a bit more engaged with everything else that's going on. I dropped an yeah. Omni on my first Exarch. 
my quest exarch so i'm probably going to try to use that with it i've never made an omni build so i'm also trying to farm out attribute gear and omni gear as well so we have a few different things and a few different avenues here that we could we could potentially take it <laughs> i feel like setting yourself goals is really important and that's like something i see a lot of people struggle with specifically from my community a lot of people have played a lot of um a lot of sanctum and now that crucible is here and there is if you're if you're like kind of disengaged with crucible because you don't really like the mechanics or the reward structure that we're going to go into specifically a little bit in a second um then there's really nothing else for you to do right unless you latch on to what the mechanic has to offer in terms of item creation um then there's really nothing to aspire to do this league other than you know hunting that stuff there's no real new content sure there's the end game forages but there is not really a reason to be able to kill them or to like, engage with the monsters there at all as you can just walk past past them and and use the crafting bench and uh the, the rewards seem very very meager directly from that so yeah tldr very important to set yourself goals mm. You mentioned the chance of video, so uh, the, the chance or a situation. Um, should we keep that for in a little bit after we talk about the leak mechanic itself, or is that something that we should directly go into? It, it's all related, right? Yeah. More the only less. reason we're doing chance or problems is because the league mechanic is got glaring holes in it that doesn't seem like was thought about. Yeah. I mean, it's not so like we haven't ran through this before with like scour chances. People have been trying to scour chance like headhunters and things like that since, you know, back in the day. I'm sure not as much now, like with so many other avenues to get headhunters, but there's, there's been a lot of people, or like the, the eternity shroud memes where everyone wants like, you know, uh, elder shaper influence stuff that's a unique. That doesn't exist. A space hunter or <clears throat> a certain unique, a light, uh, not a lightning coil, but you know, insert unique here that needs to be a certain influence. Yeah. It would be pretty cool with that if they uh, kind of changed it similar to how either fusings or chaos orbs where you can just sit there and just spam on it until it hits a unique. Um. And even if it does take 1,500 to 2,000, you're also not taking like, was it like four different clicks for two different orbs in order to, where this one just keeps rolling, rolling, similar to how you would just spam click fusing orb. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah, it's the actual clicking part. At least, at least uh, that's how I was seeing one of the big issues because the, the detriment it can have, have on your hand. <laughs> there is absolutely no reward that the game could possibly give me that would convince me to chance scour something. This game has already wreaked havoc on my hands. I'm literally wearing compression gloves because of this game exclusively. I don't have the problem with other games. I would not. I would not chance scour for any reward they could give me. Just period at all. Not happening. It is rough on your hands and fingers and your digits, your joints. It definitely is. I don't know where I've seen it. I don't know if I've seen it 
before we were setting up in the chat, but someone mentioned having just one orb that's like a scour chance. So it's just like one click and it goes scour chance, kind of like a you no, know, like a fusing orb. You just click it once yep. and it's scour chance. And yeah, I mean, again, like scour chance. Really easy without screwing up anything we've already got. Make it an orb that doesn't even drop and doesn't even exist, and it's just a vendor recipe when you vendor them together. Yeah. And now I can buy 10,000 of them and 10,000 of them and be like, vendor, 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 vendor. Spam. Bam. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Scottario already said, like, make it spammable just like Chaos, then at least you don't have to have four individual clicks. But yeah, that, that's the like... the shift button down and... Do, 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 do. That's like part of the issue. I mean, the, 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 there's two issues here. Like, a chance of sucks because you know you have each attempt needing four clicks, and you need a lot of attempts in order to hit something with chance ops. They're way too weak, and you like you're just playing a way too large numbers game. And the standard deviation is too high. So even if you like ruin your hands clicking three, four, five thousand, you're still not guaranteed to get any meaningful progress. Uh, and this is exacerbated by the league this is made worse by the league because normally chancing unique would be a sort of vanity goal that you could choose to pursue you could also choose to not pursue it like balor right but then with crucible not having and this is the second big part of the issue of the compound issue that captain lance presented in his uh, uh what do you how what do you call it quit game orbs orb of quit game or something like that um yeah, Crucible doesn't have a good way of interacting with uniques. There's no great way to interact with uniques. The most efficient way to get a good Crucible tree on your item, if you choose to play with a unique, which you have to because Emperor's Vigilance is like the best shield for SST, if you mm -hmm. want to make an SST build, uh, you do have to get that unique with a decent tree. Like Specifically, you want the SST node, which is also super powerful, which, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just makes it mandatory if you want to play that skill because it's so strong and you miss be missing out on so much power if mm -hmm. you didn't have it. Um, that 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 forces you to actually chance a unique because that's the only way you could go about it. Um, this, this goes off the rant that I went on last podcast. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just the we're just now seeing the problem that I was ranting about last podcast, which is that they ruled out usage of all uniques no matter what uniques because if it's a rare expensive unique you would need to buy a hundred of them to be able to smash trees together or do this chancing bullshit and if it's a common unique you still need to go and buy a hundred of them and then give up all of your usage of the league mechanic in the map to use them over and over again buy a hundred of these fucking end game maps and run those it just doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense yeah i don't know why they made it to where you can't just crucible a unique like unique at the crucible with trees like everything else and i should be able to spam any normal shield and smash it in with the unique of the same kind that that's, that just doesn't make sense to do it any other way as long as it's the same base or like yeah the same like, yeah. base type shield for a shield all right same as Wait, same uniques as only works with the same unique yeah, yeah. the exact same the exact you can't same make one. unique. Right. Not another unique shield. It has to be another Emperor's Vigilance. Yep. And rip SSF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's super weird because it's completely really think... pointless. Yeah, it doesn't and make really any think... sense. 
you should be able to do the 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 unique items just the same as rare items because once you got a tree on the unique right then you can progress it just like a rare in normal encounters anyway um but the problem is like uniques are already inherently at a disadvantage because you can't imprint or split them mm-hmm. I- when when looking at builds for this league, anything that requires a unique shield or weapon, I'm just not building. If the build has a unique shield or a unique weapon, I just don't play it this league. I'm just not doing I don't care how powerful it is, I'm not dealing with it. I'm just gonna skip that. It's not a build for this league. <laughs> I'm also under like the belief that uh like things like the current league should be really powerful and yes. access to a lot of power and because it'll end up going away at the end of three months anyway um so it, it should be something that everyone looks forward to getting really busted items that they can just either heavily nerf or completely remove at the end of yeah. the three months Agreed. if it doesn't go away completely you can worry about balance when you're like oh i want to add this to the main game you go okay yeah. well this is too much power, but we like the idea. So we'll we'll bring all those numbers down. We'll add it into the base game in a weaker set. Easy, no problem. Do that. Exactly. Yeah. This just ties into two things that I wrote down that I want to talk about. One was the comment that pretty much said exactly the sentiment that you just presented, Scott, was uh, Balderside Swag in my chat saying earlier that the new mechanic should always be the most enjoyable, the most interesting, and the most rewarding thing to do in the league while it's the current mm-hmm. thing. And I agree. And in the past, this was mostly accomplished by having the current league give out all the rewards of the other leagues as well, basically. And since they dialed that back and they moved away from it for good reasons, right? we, we talked a lot about it, that the, the best rewards from a specific league should only come from that specific league. And, uh, you know, GGG does listen to player feedback and they did implement that a while ago already, but the current league-specific rewards need to be amped up to to give the current mechanic its its rightful place in the spotlight regarding how rewarding it is uh, it, it just feels bad when like in current crucible league everyone is doing other things but crucible like it, it feeds so much into into beast league right and people need to do other things to do to make currency because crucible itself is just not very rewarding and um and another thing this feeds into is a, a thing that cute dog brought up actually where he talked about how the game consistently makes you do more to get less and uh, also ggg's handling of power creep versus player nerfs and all the nerfs that we had in the last couple of leagues were offset or like uh, counterbalanced by borrowed power right like every league we got nerfs and you get power creep from the current league rewards sentinel calandra sanctum all gave you power on the player that did not go core that didn't last with us but the nerfs right the the nerfs they stay but the fun toys that we get to play with they actually they actually um get taken away at least for now i mean we don't know maybe these leagues will return does anyone know when the last time a league went core was arch nemesis kind of but not really in its state. In that state, anyway. But I, I, I had high like hopes for saying Expedition. Scourge came back as Beyond Expedition, I guess. Yeah, I would say Expedition. Expedition. 
It's been a long time. That was three fifteen. Yeah. That that's that's three years uh-huh. ago. Three years ago. Two, I said, but yeah, oh. almost three, I guess. Close, close. Was, yeah, anyway, six, above two. Yeah, it was six years. It was six six years, six leagues ago. Six years. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that long. I, mean, I I think Crucible will end up being a core mechanic. It just it has the vibes of something that can easily be implemented that's not super... I mean, it obviously needs to be altered and changed, but it seems like... Crucible seems like something that should be attached to an actual mechanic. Um, I agree. And it seems that's, like that's way... To... Yeah, it can it's... be easily just part of the endgame crafting portion of your of your character. It's they say that they don't they they haven't looked at it and they they don't know whether it's going to go core but it seems like they do have the intention for Crucible to go core like they would want it to be because it seems like you know some of the mastery nerfs for instance like some of those notables or masteries found their way onto Crucible trees <laughs> so it does seem like it was intended to kind of take a place of certain things that were being taken away. So I fu- I do believe that Crucible will probably go core even if it, it, even as a dialed back version. Yeah. At this point, I don't think anything is going core for the rest of PoE 1. I could see that too. Sure. Just because it's more maintenance, more things to upkeep yeah. on the the base game while they're trying to get PoE two ready. I could see that on the flip side. Hopefully, that means PoE two's gonna be sooner than later. Oh, I, I know this is a relatively speculative, but I very much expect to be playing a PoE two beta by the end of this year. Yeah, I think beta will be available. Be- uh, Q4 of this year, yeah, like a public beta, not, yeah, not yeah. like yeah. Cool, like not open like, beta, right? Like we'll all be playing it and making content on it and everything by the end okay. of this year, at latest early Q1 of next year, at latest. But I kind of don't see that happening. Hmm. I think. And this is like very much hopium. Uh, but you guys remember how we got Beast League that didn't go core. Then we got uh, Incursion League that didn't go core. And then we got Delve that I don't know whether we've been told during Delve that goes core or not. But then directly after Delve, we got Betrayal. And Betrayal brought back Einhar and Alva and Nico as masters. And like all the three leagues that didn't go core before it, all of a sudden are core and tied into a meaningful new system. Like they had their place and it was really nicely thought out and, and came together really well. And that's what I'm hoping for with uh, with a number of the leagues that haven't gone core in the last years and maybe even you know stuff like synthesis that we always wanted to have a place in the game now ggg has gone and said that they're not doing any big endgame expansions similar to uh, conquerors of the atlas or something like that f- before poe2 but we do know that they will reveal 3.22 or 3.22 at exalcon and we do know that ggg likes to uh, amp up 
their hype by revealing like insanely huge expansions that we haven't seen before you know last last exilecon we didn't only get our first look at path of exile 2 but we also got uh, the conquerors of the atlas expansion teased and <laughs> were able to play it right afterwards and that was massive right that was like four new bosses five new bosses actually four small leading up to Cirrus mm -hmm. and Cirrus himself and like the the item crafting with the influence the the eldritch not eldritch the uh, the conquerors exalted orbs and all that stuff so i do have big hopes that the next league is going to be a very big one maybe you know it's not going to add to the end game but it's going to be some big changes coming to the game and some big implementations and hopefully bringing back some some old familiar faces or league mechanics so oh, you see, just see chat saying Zana will bring it all back. I mean, it would also be super hype if Zana was involved somehow. Absolutely. You brought up when they 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 brought the new system. That was just a flashback to the old daily missions we had to do with like Verici and Katarina. It's still, you remember those? <laughs> yeah. I successfully repressed the memories of that system. What he was the one on low life for ten seconds oh, without God. killing one of the guards? Kill, yeah, kill those bodyguards, but don't kill the target. Yep. Or kill the target and don't kill the bodyguards. Like, what? How do you expect me to do that? Or the the random Katarina missions where you had to escort like undead minions, and they the would consistently spiders. spawn desecrated ground underneath you that degened you within like a second because no one had chaos resist back then in the game. It or was the like, Haku, pretty much not mandatory. Where you, to, where you to carry the totem on the back. Oh for, yeah, I forgot about that one too. You know what I like? The area. The vegan, the vegan fights, the cage fights were pretty fun. Yeah, when Vagan just takes a dump on you and removes your hardcore character from the league. Yeah, you could really die. Like if you died during that, you were dead. Like, friend of mine actually. Standard. Friend of mine actually dropped a mirror from Vagan, I believe. Really? That was, that was uh -huh. really hype. And in, in HCSSF, or at least in SSF, I think it was HCSSF though. It's still, still to this day in his uh, in his stash there in that Perma League. But uh, yeah. Yeah, we, I hope that doesn't come back. I also don't hope that 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 uh, we're ever gonna see any dailies again. Like, I don't want that fear of missing out, of feeling like I have to log in every day. That would be not what I want for the game. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would like it actually. But I mean, we have dailies now. We just get them saved now, which is nice. Yeah, they they that was a, that was such a good change when that happened too. Absolutely. So you don't waste your yeah, because you don't feel pressured to, oh, I need to go do this right now. Like, you could save them and be like, I'm going to run a string of Karak missions. Or at the time, it was Zana. Or, yeah. like, I want to do 25 Zanas tomorrow. Sweet. Yeah. I haven't done them in a while. Or I want to go build 14 Alva temples. You could do that. Well, that's a great yeah. way to get Cortex, too, for... Uh, SSF players too, I would imagine, just keep flipping Kirax. Problem is, if you're trying to do it for an invitation, like if you want to do Feared, it's, you can't oh, win yeah. it. Well, he, he offers it for in his vendor inventory pretty often too, though. He does sometimes, yeah. A friend of mine actually has this very jaded take. It's like He doesn't like a lot of the leaks that they've been doing in past years, and he always... Uh, looks through it through the 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 brown 
tainted glasses, uh, brown tinted glasses, where he says like, you know, Delve is just glorified Elrion missions. Heist is just glorified Haku missions. <laughs> they just reskinned the mechanic <laughs> and people call it a leak now. Yeah, I, I know it's like a little it. bit of reductive take, but I, I always thought, found it very funny. And it, somehow there is some truth at its core, right? But then again, you know, how many like basic mechanics can you have in an ARPG? I mean, right? Abyss was just breach that moved, right? Yeah, just linear breaches instead of radial. <laughs> and with backtracking, of course. <laughs> yeah. Which that ties back into uh, commenting on the cute dog video. <laughs> One thing that cute dog also mentioned a number of times is that in the past, um, you would actually make progress, right? For example, expedition, he said was quite tedious, implemented a lot of extra steps because you had to pick up the currency yourself, but you would always make progress during expedition. And then he's, he goes on to go through the leagues and says that Scourge was actually the first league where you could actively waste your time by engaging with the league mechanic because you could actually set your progress back by destroying your item with the Krangle mods. And uh, he compares it to Harvest where you had always some sort of progress towards what you're actually grinding towards. And then goes on to like, compare the new leagues, Arch Nemesis, Calandra, and Crucible, which all ha have not really felt like they're rewarding your time. And with Calandra and Crucible actually being able to backpedal your progress. Right now with Crucible, uh, Cute Dog goes on to say he did like one day of, of farming and trying to do it SSF, didn't get a single geode in six hours, and then tried different methods and traded for the stuff, said he did an entire day of not progressing, ending up with the same crucible tree on his bow base that he had before. And like he also felt at the same time he was not playing the game. He was just playing trade all day, and <laughs> he'd still not make any meaningful progress towards the goal. And uh, I, I kind of, in my two cents for that take, uh, I've, I've concluded that I think it's good if there is high risk high friction sort of elements in the league that give you uncertain rewards at the top end. Yeah, it can even be somewhat obscure, but there should always be some progress on the small scale that you make, right? There should, there, that should not be the only thing that you're chasing for. There should also be, you know, consistent rewards for engaging with what are arguably, arguably some of the hardest enemies in the game currently. They are, I mean, I never fought Ubers in HTSSF, but well, I did Uber Cortex, but uh, they are definitely super freaking tanky, and they hit like a truck. I'm glad I started the the uh, RF jug because even being a super tanky RF jug with like 88 fire, 81 cold, 81 lightning, capped chaos, 100,000 armor, I'm still like still sometimes just get chunked and it's like whoa what what was that and they take it ages sounds like to kill. that's where you should be immortal inside a normal map like you it, just shouldn't be at risk with those everything else everything outside of like sub fizz overwhelm and even that i'm trying to build towards like a little bit of fizz taken as uh to try to protect myself against mm -hmm. that and don't ever ever click 100% overwhelm on an expedition because you will get murdered. 
It's kind of true for any build, really, but doubly so when armor is your main defense. Yep. Yeah, they're ridiculously like tanky and overtuned, though. But ultimately, about the like the crucible allowing you know some form of minor <clears throat> minor victories, I guess you could say, like progress toward, um, like at the end of of a four to eight hour, however long you have to play that day session, you can walk away saying, oh, I've gotten X, Y, and Z upgrades um, from the mechanic. Not necessarily I got these upgrades because I just farmed Defile Cathedral all day. Um, I think that kind of ties into the idea of just the lack of replayability, in my opinion. Because um, if anything that offer, like let's say ritually, for example, uh, where you continuously farm it and you're actually getting progress because you could be getting items that, that aren't normally available to you that are there's a lot of great fractures that you can get um there's items that can actually upgrade your character and help you progress whereas this one is once i mean once you have your tree set up and basically done with it already um unless you're in trade league um i think that it does however enable a lot of new and interesting builds um like we were talking about earlier with spectral shield throw um I have some ideas with tectonic slam because I, I love that skill. I've been trying to make it really viable for a while now. Um, and now with the addition of the crucible trees, that's, that's possible. Um, I think there's that side of it, but from the point of view of being able to just sit there and progress something, it's just not there. I don't think. Plus all those items, those geodes and all that stuff. If you are on trade, it's like 10 chaos for it. So why spend eight hours doing this when I can just get it for 10 chaos? <laughs> Um, I'll bite that does take away from the whole purpose of playing SSF for those SSF players out there. Yeah, I've, I've just presented a lot of points, and I specifically did, I didn't ask for one specific thing, so you guys could like bring up whatever you wanted to talk about. But I'd like to quickly know from you what do you th first of all do you agree with the notion that a lot of rewards in path of exile nowadays are very uncertain like very grindy and then on top of that there's an uncertainty even if you put in all the the time towards it you're not guaranteed to get it and you can actually lose progress with a lot of the the new stuff um well a do you agree that that's the case and b do you think that should be the case or like are you unhappy with that and if so why or like how do you think it should be i'd say yeah i agree with that that it's is fully possible to go out farm and not make any progress or even regress a bit. Um, I think the issue is the fact that they balance mainly around trade and not just around just trade in general, but around the top performing players in trade, like the you know your top one percent, mm -hmm. the zero point one percent, whatever you want to call them. Which, in my opinion, I think is a mistake considering the top 1% or whatever you want to call them are going to find the way to be OP and find the way to be the top 1% consistently. That's what they do. They make these things. They do it every league, right? Uh, they're going to make their mirrors. They're going to make their characters super OP. It doesn't matter how you try to balance around them. The only thing you're really doing is hurting your average player or non-trade player by making things way more grindy on them in mm -hmm. 
which case could be viewed as a positive to some people but in most cases your majority is just going to get fed up after farming for x thing or whatever their their situation is and either just quit or just be like you know what screw this i'm i'm done i mean i guess that's the same thing but uh, that's where i think that the main issue is is the fact that they solely balance around the top players in trade it seems that way sometimes with some things I mean, obviously, I don't work at GGG. I'm not on the balance team. It's from the outside looking in. But, it, yeah, it, from my perspective and the way the game has been going, it definitely is. It definitely seems that way. Well, balance, by balance changes, do you mean, like, drop rates? Or, like, what are, what are drop, the changes that are... Drop, so, drop rates, um, the way... Mainly the league mechanic and how grindy certain league mechanics can be right like getting good nodes on your crucible tree or not being able to put crucible trees on a unique and then smash it together with a non-unique those those sort of things i was more speaking in general but if you wanted to like pinpoint a certain thing risk versus reward you know I think that's a thing that they do quite often is they balance around like the top people who are going to min-max something. But the thing is the top people who are going to min-max your thing can make easily, easily solo without trading 80 to 100 divines a day, not interacting with any league mechanic at all. Which means whatever we're able to do, we're going to be able to do anyway. I think balancing around us is stupid because you you stop everyone below that from having a good time or you make their good time less of a good time just to like make it a little bit harder on somebody like me but if you make it too hard on someone like me like this league i'm gonna mostly ignore it and then just pour 100 divines a day into buying the base that i want from someone who cares about crafting because you you've built the friction up so that for like somebody who plays 10 or 12 hours a day and is a degenerate gamer isn't going to get like overwhelming levels of power. Well, I'm just going to ignore it. Right. I'm just going to ignore that. I cook random bases and throw them in dump tabs. I don't look at anything and I make, I don't know, I'm probably only making 60 div a day right now, but I could be making more if I want to do like, it's not, it's not like balancing around me or anyone above me is ridiculous. These, these well, things should be balanced for casual players. I don't know if this, I mean, I'm not by any means an economist, but if they were to balance around like the casual players, if, like and essentially make these drops or these fusing or the crucible trees and whatnot more accessible to the average player, um, wouldn't then the, the people who do pump out an insane amount who play all day, every day then generate more and then flood the economy making the methods that the casual player would normally do in order to generate currency now worth even less because there's the markets at that at that point flooded. So yes, yeah, but then the top players wouldn't do that then because it wouldn't yes. be quite as valuable. Yeah, so that's like exactly the economy would self balance that. We start doing that when it's big and profitable week one, and then because it gets flooded, that gets overwhelmed, 
and then that becomes less worth our time. So we stop doing it. So the price stops falling, but that's only talking about economy. And while economy is something that I deal with a lot. And one of my favorite topics is economy. Like I softcore trade till the end of time. I, I love the economy stuff. That's actually the thing that gets me the most excited about league league starts is economy, but that's not what most people care about. It's not about economy. It's about fun. And if you were to let me say somebody like me was capable of pumping out, let's say, 10 of those vigilant shields every day, then instead of being worth one and a half mirrors for a perfect one, it would right now be 20 or 30 divines for a perfect one, which brings the amount of people who can buy it from this little tiny minuscule 0.1% to suddenly 8%. And then in a week's time, instead of being 20 or 30 divines, enough people have been pumping them out to suddenly it's eight divines now. And now the amount of people that can buy it is the top 35, 40%. And then more people get to play that build and have fun. And instead of it being like, a, oh, but the economy, like it just, it becomes more people can do the thing and then more people can have fun. Well, I mean, I, I yeah, that does make sense. It's just, and yes, the price will come down to 20 and then eight and then whatnot. Um, yeah. But the, the average player then might struggle to get to the eight mark now that all their curse strategies are kind of dwindling as well alongside it. And then that paired with the idea, the overall concept of an ARPG in general is the the satisfaction of um, the grinding side of it in order to actually get to those items and versus readily having them accessible off the, out, the, out of the gate. I am a soft core trade player, so um, I, I do like that getting that, that power quick. Um, but if everything is so quickly accessible, um, it, I think it's something that we think we want, but not necessarily actually want. That makes sense. Yeah, Chris or GGG oh, yes, have yes, said something right like here, that, but... where, where the players think they know what they want, but they actually don't know or something like that. I, I think there is a place in the game, so this is my two cents regarding the topic. I think there's a place in the game for those rewards for the top end players. Some things should be ultra chase, some things should be uncertain and require you to engage with high risk, high friction stuff over a long amount of time. And that that is for the top end players to have. But as someone in my chat pointed out, and I think that phrases it really well, is there needs to be a good mix of rewards during the main engagement with the mechanic, map to map basis, and then a big overarching goal to work towards. But right now we only have the big overarching goal and that because it's so gambly and can set you back and it's uncertain ultimately feels like you could potentially be wasting your time because besides that you're not getting anything out of engaging with the league or not enough to make you feel like you want to come back to it all the time. Yeah, agreed. That's a good point. So here's something that I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about doing a bit more research on it and making a video. So maybe I'm spoiling something. Maybe I'm not. Um, trying to think of how long ago it was or what league specifically. I think it might've been Scourge League, but it was somewhere around that time. Back in the day in Scourge League, I want to say Scourge League. I'm not positive. 
there was a time for a few leagues where absolutely everything was profitable and there was a proper functioning trickle down that was working for juiced top ends and tons of lower end investment stuff that was like profitable and fun. There was a time where you, there was a, a league where we were so excited about everything that there were like seven different Alk and Go strats that work. And then like 15 different like Grim and Go level strats that worked. And then boss rotors were working and invite rotors were working and big juiced 100% delirious maps were working. And for the entire league, every strat, every body, every player at every level was able to make a reasonably good amount of money at they all way different levels of investments. And, and at that point in time, yeah, we were all feeding each other. And like, it wasn't like a case that 100% delirious, super juiced farmers were just making everything. They were making specific things and having to buy other things from stuff that Alk and Go people were doing. So we were paying really high value for stuff Alk and Go people were generating so that we could generate these things. And like, there was a time for like two or three leagues where like the entire circle of the economy for softcore trade worked really, yeah. really, really well. And then they took away all of the historic quant stuff from all of the league mechanics and the entire top end, the entire top 80% of investment dropped off the face of the earth, which pushed every single person who was up in that area down into the lower investment strats where everybody else was before. Except those players who could do that, do that lower level content at six times the speed you do. So it's no longer worth it for you to do, which pushed everybody who was in the 20% there all the way down into Alk and Go stuff. And now they have nothing left to do because yeah. all the people who would have done super juice don't anymore because there is no juice. It was like Jenga. They pulled, they pulled the wrong block and everything kind of fell down. This oh. is the, the thing that a lot of casual players praised heavily. Oh, I thank God they're getting rid of all of the quantity and rarity stuff, but it had this complete domino effect on the market. And now there's like nothing left to run. I, and I'm like, I, I tried to call it at the time. I tried to fight it at the time. I tried to tell people, especially casual people. I'm like, this isn't what you want. You should not be happy about this. This negatively affects you an alarming amount. And now it's been a few leagues and we're seeing that happen. And I'm just like, I, I mean, I, I was, I tried, I tried to explain this at the time and they wouldn't listen. Yeah, there for a while in soft core trade, there was a nice like trifecta between Delvers, Delhi Farmers, and um, mm -hmm. uh, actual orb because you don't get orbs from actual yeah. juiced maps. So it was like a little trifecta going. Um, and that was back when orbs were a lot more more difficult to come by. Um, yeah. Heist enjoyers really capitalized on that as well. It was great. Because then, and then Delvers were were providing like fractured fossils, yep. really well. And then we were fracturing 100% delirious maps at the real, real top end. And then, like just below that, chambers. people were running 80% or 100% delirious maps. And then below that, people were running mirrored maps to generate orbs to give people. 
And then all those people had Alks and Scours and everything off on all their filters because those could not do that. So we had to go buy all them. And so people were running Al Alk and Go Maps and Grim and Go Maps were selling sextants at like five to eight C a piece. And mm -hmm. Alks at like Alks and Scours at like ridiculously high rates because we weren't picking any of them up in our made in our maps. So they were running all that sort of stuff. It was great. Like everyone had a level of do this for this much money, make this much return. And then you could be like, okay, now I can do this. And then you'd make this much return and then it would just keep going. Plus it allowed players to kind of have a like a goal in mind as to how they wanted to generate currency. If they were a Delve enjoyer, they can then have actual a path toward generating currency to continue doing what they're enjoying doing. Or if they're a delirium enjoyer or whatever it may be, um, it was a little bit more of a like a straight shot to highlighting what what you can do to guarantee profits. Hmm. Yeah, it seems that problem has come a little bit back, right? Like the delve is not currently considered the best way to generate resonators and fossils, right? There's there's where do you get them from Tujin or something like that? There's well, resonators others. still mainly come from delve. That's true. They did you a get a lot of that. fossils from other league mechanics, Tujin and Heist. Ritual is a big one too. Delhi, but yeah, resors you primarily come from Delve still. Which I often tell people who say they're struggling with currency, like go Delve, get some resonators. Every Azerite node you hit has a direct correlation to Chaos or Divines. So you could just go buy resors from from Nico, stash them until you have bulk. You could. Uh, go run you could go invitation farm you just set up a wandering path tree and just flip-flop between like coves and uh trop island or coves and what's the other good one that's attached to at the bottom i don't know you flip-flop with a wandering path tree go in proc influence leave go kill the boss on the 28th one you could farm two to three sometimes more if you, you have a fast build invitations an hour I don't know how much invitations they're selling for right now, but I'd assume a divine or two. Hmm. Uh, there was something said in chat that I wanted to bring up. That's like a quick, refreshing little question, but I can't find it anymore. <laughs> how how long do you guys think people should need to play from from start in order to uh, acquire like ninety percent of the power level that the game offers? Do you think there's a you know a reasonable amount of time investment to get to a reasonable point? Mm, on one build or for like a league standard? The question was specifically phrased like how many hours should you need to play with 90% of the power the game offers? But uh, so I guess you can interpret it however you want and then answer to your interpretation of the question. And then we can respond taking that restriction into account. It's tough to say on a league start scenario. I mean, it shouldn't take long for you to uh, progress into your atlas and your 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 main build. But if you have like a like an OP build or like a, a secondary goal to go and you know farm Ubers or uh, farm a specific content with a specific build then it should take a little bit of farming i, I don't think it should be a league long endeavor 
because most people don't have that sort of time and they're going to get burnout before that happens anyway. And I feel like that that would be kind of detrimental towards the game anyway, because if the same person keeps coming back and saying, I want to do this and I'm going to set this character up to go set this next thing up, which is going to be my cool farmer, whatever I'm going to do, but they never really get to that point and then they quit, they're going to stop trying to set that self set themselves up for that and just get tired of it and be like you know what i'm 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 not i'm setting goals i'm not hitting that and it's just getting frustrating rather than having fun so i don't think there's an exact time frame because it's such an open ended question but it should take a little bit of time to get to a point but not all league I, mean, I, I actually absolutely agree. Um, when it comes to like the actual ninety percent power, I think it's it's more. It should be what how long it should take for you to get all four watchstones or something where you can actually then because a lot of times your game begins in the end game, right? Yeah. Once you have all four watchstones, you can actually start progressing whatever strategy it is you want to do. Um, but ninety percent power for your character. That's something that needs to be like a far goal that takes a while to get toward and achieve. It's also dependent on what character you chose. If you want to quickly get to 90% and clear all in-game content and just pick a meta build. If you want an insanely super powerful melee character, then that's going to take you a lot longer. So it's very relative to like what your idea of 90% power is and what it accomplishes. Um, I, I, I think it's more about how quickly you can get to to the point where you're now doing what you want to do versus the actual power of your character. So I think that's way more important because when I think, I think there's this idea of like the level of power that we can get that a lot of people have that is not actually real. Uh, because I would argue that I almost never, in fact, not once since Harvest, have even built a single character past about 75% of the available power. I've never made it to 90 since Harvest because that level of investment is insane. Like we're talking multiple mirrors in single characters to even approach close to 90% of the power that the game actually offers. Nobody does that. I think even even trying to think about getting to 90% of the total power the game offers is an insane level of investment. Insane. I think it's far more important to be like, the content I want to run is this with this build. How long until I'm able to get to run that content? That's because that's... I, most people are running around with characters that have 10%, not 90 and they're doing tier 16s at a really good speed. Right? Like that's the the idea of 90% power that's that's not that's not a that's not a thing. It's when it it should be when can I get to the content I want to run. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I think the number 90% in this, this comment is like widely open to different to interpretation by the person answering the question or like putting it into context because I think what's undisputably true is that we all think a hundred percent build power is something that should never be accomplished in the time of a league like 
even if you like completely put all your time, it should be like always that that very end where towards the end, like you can asymptotically like approach a hundred percent, but you'll never really actually get there, right? And so how I understood the question is like how many hours should you need to get to a reasonable level of power that the game offers with which you can do a reasonable amount of content, right? Like, but how like how far into the game should you be able to get to that point? Right. And we, we would all agree that past that point, getting to 100 should be that like elusive goal that always is ever so slightly away still. Like you can't ever realistically get there, even if you put all your effort into it. But maybe, and I think that the point that the question was trying to make, maybe like the average player shouldn't need as long to get set up to, to be able to do some things. But um, no, it was interesting to just see, to just toss that question in and to see how you guys would interpret it and how we would talk about it. Mm. I have definitely haven't... a fine line to walk to, isn't it? Where like, mm -hmm. you need enough content in the, in the game to aspire toward. You also don't want to make it too far to lose your, the amount of people that can actually get close to the content that they want to do. It is an interesting balancing act to see how GGG navigates it. It's it's probably one of my uh, sticking points for about the last year, realistically, because I'm not a bosser. So I don't care really about uber bosses or even regular bosses. I want to do them, right? Like, it's not fun to me. I don't like bossing content. But it does mean that the the top... Over the last two years, probably the top 75 to 80% of difficulty of maps that are actually like worth running have just been progressively removed and replaced with nothing. So this game has actually got like easier and easier and easier and easier and easier to reach the end for me, like almost every league for nearly two years without having anything replaced. Like I've got, I've gotten nothing. I've only been, I've only been taken from. And have received nothing for about two years, which is pretty rough. No aspirational content for mappers. No, none. None. Just taken away and taken away. It's oh. is rough. I'm hoping PoE two is a swing that fixes that. It's gonna fix when, everything. When we were discussing the the cute dog video on on stream just prior to this podcast. And uh, we're talking about how, you know, the game forces you to engage over a long time, high risk, high friction, you get uncertain rewards, and it's somewhat confusing and obscure. Someone said that on the flip side, people are completing the entire game in just one week. It does make sense that Grinding Gear Games wants to slow down people's progression. The, do you feel your progression has not been slowed down, better? Because that's what you just said. Well, it, it gets better no, no. every league, right? Well, they've done... They've, they've definitely slowed down my progression, yes. But they also... I The best way to describe it is I used to have to progress 10 kilometers. And that used to take a week. And now the entire trip is only one and a half kilometers. But that takes six days. <laughs> well, right? so, yeah, they've slowed me down a lot. But also, the trip's way shorter than it was. So, eh. Hmm. 
Right. I think that's, that's the best. That's the best description I can give you. Yeah, there's there's really no aspirational mapping, basically. No more 100% deli no. farms or. I mean, I can really make well. a map 100% delirious still. Well, yeah, but I mean, but no matter what I do with it, I will lose money. I can't maintain that content. It's not yeah, worth exactly. running. <laughs> it's not wise unless you just genuinely enjoy yeah, like the brutality it, of it. I can make something super difficult, but it doesn't even maintain. It's just it like it like burns money very very quickly. You'll just you'll map for half a day and then be like, I can't broke, made nothing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. before you could fracture your hundred percent that you could make your perfect fractured nemesis 35 quantity does not consume sextants and just keep fracturing that and even though the fractured fossil would cost you like 2x you would get that plus some right well that's what it would cost to to make right your mother map but the fracturing fossil itself was like you know you're running a 2x map every time you fracture that but you were making that back easily no no I think you misunderstood. I was paying 12x a fracture. Oh, well, when I when I was <laughs> when I was in trade and doing that strat, it was it was like two to three x per fracture fossil. So yeah. you made your mother map for you know six to eight to ten to twelve exalts, whatever whatever it was, you know, however far you wanted to go into it, whether you did it yourself or you bought the fractured base or uh, you self-farm through harvest your sexton can be modified or sexton can be consumed 35 quant uh and then you just kept running that over and over and you were like guaranteed to make money it was a barrier chambers era it was barrier yeah, yeah. <laughs> i still have a couple of those like uh quote-unquote mother maps in my standard stash I have a few different ones with different like 100% currency one 100% yep. scarabs um, scarabs yeah 100% harbingers cuz I thought that'd be fun for a while um I have a 100% carto one just because I was like I wonder how many maps I could generate Too and I ran like I ran like 20 <laughs> of those maps with 100% map drops on them and was like that's insane uh it, it lost money the whole time but it was fun how many maps did you get like did you take like do you oh it was more going? than three inventories of maps per yeah, map. hundreds you get hundreds literally, literally over 200 maps a map like out of out of only maps that you wouldn't pick up like 14 plus or mm-hmm. wow but 16s only yeah you would have everything else hidden yeah 16s only, not not 14 plus, 16 only. Okay. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I have also another thing that I wanted to bring up for discussion. Of course, I have tons of things. But um, someone posted a comment on the previous podcast in response to the obscurity of the user interface and the user experience uh, where we we jokingly or teasingly or like even with a, a fair bit of frustration i'd say said that we have no idea what's happening whether like what the people who are in charge of user experience and user interface at gdg are doing and someone in response to that said that that's uh, a ggg thing because well whether it's intuitive or fun is a different topic is what they say but that ggg uh has the philosophy 
that they value artistic integrity over the game field, form over function. They, they gave us the example of we don't have damage numbers when hitting monsters, health and mana gloat numbers hidden by default, health bars hidden by default, advanced item descriptions hidden by default. We're not getting a DPS training dummy or official POB. And they want us to feel it out. And that's why there's the design choice, like channeling the crucible, right? Sanctum sucking you in against your will was very thematic, mm -hmm. but not intuitive. And even other things are not very intuitive. So what they what they essentially said, revealing under the hood the numbers and how things work is something GGG doesn't want to give us. So the user interface and experience being compromised of that is an unfortunate side effect of how they want to run and design the game. Do you have anything to say in response to that? Because I have my own, own take. That's such an interesting take. That yeah, that's an interesting perspective. True. And it's super interesting that that's the take on a game like this that generates the largest amount I've ever seen in any community of people who care the most about those numbers behind the scenes. Like you've, you've created a community of people who want all the data. We love spreadsheets. Are you kidding me? Have you seen how popular spreadsheets are in this game? <laughs> like, if you make a spreadsheet video and it's got interesting data on it and you put it on YouTube, it'll get 100,000 views. No problem. Way more views than your other videos if you've got interesting data and a good spreadsheet to back it up. Like, we love data. But you're right. The game itself doesn't want to give us it. It's like they don't want us want to give us the data, but we love it. We love it true and they always say like they they don't want to spoil too much they want us to go discover all these things and if they did all that stuff not to say that i necessarily agree but then you wouldn't be able to make those spreadsheet videos and and have the interaction that you do that's, not necessarily, that's kind of my take I, on it. Not necessarily that i agree with it but that's a point to it i mean I, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like not having damage numbers popping up, like the way Diablo and stuff has. Just more of an aesthetic aspect, because at at some point we end up doing so much damage, we're just one shot in packs anyway. Sure. Um, it would just look terrible on the game, and I just wouldn't be visually appealing sitting there grinding so many hours a day looking at something that just doesn't look that good. Um, but with that being said, I do kind of see the take of uh, like wanting the community to kind of figure that stuff out and then bringing the side of like sharing spreadsheets and looking at Reddit who discovered X, Y, and Z numbers after X, Y, Z experiments or ran. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I genuinely don't really have a side on, on that one yet. You know what I would, I would like um, to see though is a death log. <laughs> what killed me? I would, I would have killed for damage numbers, by the way. I love them. I I don't necessarily I, need the damage numbers. Maybe a dummy like that could you could see because a lot of people look at their tooltip and say, "Oh, this is the damage I'm doing." And it's like, "No, that's not the damage you're doing. That's the damage that the skill, the base damage with some multipliers that you have, but it's not accounting for things like your curses, any increased damage taken that you have, uh, hypothermia, 
The monster's uh, evasion versus your accuracy. The monster's armor versus your overwhelm fizz. Yes. Yeah, so charges. Fucking everything. So many right. times when I give build advice to people or people tell me about their build, they're like referring to these estimated guesstimates in the in the defense tab where it says like estimated chance to evade enemy hits. And I always have to tell them, no, you don't have 70% chance to evade enemy hits. That is an estimate based on your character level of the game, assuming based on your character level, like what enemies you're going to be facing, how much accuracy they're going to have, and how much hit chance they would have against your evasion rate but yeah. it doesn't reflect any yeah. actual situation in the game so please don't refer to that number ever because that number actually goes down as you level up your character because the game assumes stronger enemies as you level up your character <laughs> and no one knows this like the game does a poor job of telling you and that's why my two cents to this topic are that you know i love path of exile and a big part of that is the, that there's obscurity in the right places like the game shouldn't be completely transparent a lot of the fun is figuring out how the game works but mm -hmm. in a lot of places path of exile has needless needless obscurity that just obstructs the accessibility and is in the way of of new players finding out the game without much gain or benefit and especially moving into Path of Exile 2, you'd think that they'd want to make the game more accessible for new players, right? But in my opinion, in the past year or so, the game has become more and more hostile to beginners in terms of obscurity, challenge, rewards, and time needed in order to accomplish anything in the game. So I, I don't know. And like with the specific league that we have right now, even with the update, the, the way the Crucible communicates and rewards difficulty just feels terrible like you feel like you're com constantly forced to full, do full channels to 100 percent, which by design like chris said in the interview are supposed to kill you and are supposed to be too hard to handle for most of the people but i've yet to find someone who is happy not channeling to 100 percent. like everyone needs to do 100 percent because then you get the geodes you're happy not doing 100 i haven't done 100 percent channel in since like day three okay yeah, i don't either I take it to I like 80 to 90. 90. Yeah. Because that unlocks a crucible tree. Yep. Same. As I pick up an item off the floor, I unlock a crucible tree. I throw in a dumb tab. This sounds. This might be just a lazy player in me, but I would like to like have a preset one so I can just run over there and click it and it just yes, starts. Please. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just standing there waiting long. for it to channel. Like, Especially right, because. Come on. You have to clear the area around you, otherwise you have monsters yeah. running up to you and like smacking you in the head while you're like still trying to hold down left click. And you're like, wait, just give, yeah. hold on a second, wait, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to channel this. Just give me ten more seconds, please. Get time out. Excuse me while I actively smelt something inside my map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that that was a big point in the, the friction section of Cute Dog's video where he brought up all the different things where the league feels like it has too much friction. And the fact that it takes so long to channel, like several seconds, how anti-momentum that is. And so like working against how many people play the game, which is, you know, having active flask buffs, having active charges, having other situational buffs, you know, maybe Soul Eater. Valor, you said on the last on the last podcast rage adrenaline all that stuff um yeah, but you also said that that headhunter buffs are 60 seconds so those are not going to fall off yeah but what about the headhunter buffs you got like 50 seconds or 40 seconds ago those are going to fall off yeah, right no, so but if you're you not so much enough for a headhunter but you're playing that kind of build you're using an inspired learning 
because those are only one div instead of a hundred. Those are all gone though, because that's only 20 seconds. So they're all gone. <laughs> well, they even, they had to have thought of something like, like the impact of that, because I know some of the league challenges, this league are uh, kill rare crucible monsters during Delhi mirror or something like along those lines. So there is definitely like awareness behind the time requirement in order to stand there in the crucible chart, charging it up enough to even get the rare monsters to satisfy these league challenges. I'm trying to get in the conversation of league challenges. It's just something that is in there that they have kind of thought of at some point, but still we're like, yeah, let's go ahead and send it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not even sure whether the, the way that the crucible like indicates difficulty should like go to a hundred percent, maybe like 50% should have been a hundred percent and it should have gone to 200%. So it feels like, it's like you're missing out like more, more that like, you know, or like have a hundred percent at the point you where you reveal the tree and then like have it go to beyond a hundred percent past that. So it clearly communicates that that's like harder than what you're expected to do. But the way that it says hundred percent, I just feel like fools many people into thinking I have to do that. Well, why not just make 10 go higher? Well, odds go to 11. Who has the spreadsheet on uh, the efficiency of geo drops to percentage? On the crucible, that, I don't know. I, I would imagine there's one that? out there. Okay, well, like I look at it, but like I've been told that geodes are about fifty times more common if you do full send. If, if someone 80%. shows me data that tells me eighty percent is burning my money, I'll start running a hundred. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you, you can in my build. That. I'm fine with it. Oh, I, I think you're actually burning money because I've like since I've been told that the geodes drop a fair bit more commonly if you do 100%. I've been getting like way more consistent geode drops since I, I mean did I get 100%. one or two geodes a map. They also said it scales with quantity with map. Yeah. Quantity. Okay, fair enough. Like I get one or two geodes a map. Like how many more am I going to get if I go to 100? Okay, I, I didn't. I didn't when I did 80 to 90%. But you're probably running juicier maps than I do. Oh yeah, all my maps are eight mod corrupted. Like one twenty quant forty-eight pack size. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's crazy then. Hmm. People in chat saying they do a hundred percent a lot and got no geodes. I have a tab full of them. I haven't ran a single geode this league. I haven't yeah, really had a reason much. for them yet. <laughs> and I seen they were super rippy. I'm like, I'm not They're just going to run this just to run it. I'm going to run it with a reason behind it. Which, now that I'm set forth on this goal to try to make that SST build, maybe now I do to try to smash a couple trees together to get that. But initially, you know, I got the crucible tree on my shield and my weapon, and I was like, you know what, I'm cool with this. Let's run it. I don't want to like go risk screwing up the mods that I do have that now I have sort of built around having and then end up losing it and have to redesign my half my character because of it. So does everyone know that we can like basically build a tree almost guaranteed? You just have to work backwards from the fifth tier, not forwards from the first tier. 
Yeah, I mean, feel free to explain that. That there, I mean, there's a number of videos out there, and there's like even yeah. posts on. So the basically, Reddit. the chance of failure is like super low. You can still break it, but like not. It's super low. You want to start with a tree that has five nodes on it in one particular path, where the end node is the node you want. Right. So the fifth node is the node you want, and that's your starter item. The item you want to build into it must have the same path, but with only four nodes, no fifth node, and the fourth node is the node you want. And then you use the combine allocate more likely to move that fourth onto the fourth position of your four five, because you can never lose the five doing that because the other one doesn't have a five. And so you can, you, you, you can imprint to save it and then you can go, four to five and smash the fourth on. And then the next item has to only have a path that, that travels the same path, like looks the same visually, but only has three nodes, not four. And then you combine the third node onto your one that has five and four already, and then down to two and then down to one. So you have to, you have to start at the end of the tree and like build it together. Pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm not doing so it. complicated and convoluted. When I need a tree, I'm going to pay someone else to build me a tree. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's still random. Even if you do it like that, there's still a failure chance. Yes, yes there are still some failure chances, but it is it is quite common to make it the whole way without failing. Like the fail chance doing it that way is decently low. It it can still brick it, so you you can still you still have to use like imprints and whatnot to guarantee safety. This whole game's just built around the best way to mitigate odds, right? <laughs> also uh I've been trying to find the graphic that was shared on Reddit. I can't find it. Otherwise, I would have shown it on screen. Maybe someone has the link, but uh, I think you also can post links in the YouTube chat, so rip that. But uh, please go ahead. You wanted to say something better? Uh, just that even though I now know how to do that, that's so fucking convoluted, man. I don't mm. want to do that. Like, that doesn't sound fun at all. Like, I now know how to do it, and I still don't want to. That doesn't sound even the slightest bit fun. Yeah, my brain hurts just thinking about like <laughs> what you just explained, let alone trying to actually do it in practice. Yeah, like I think I explained it well. Like it makes sense. You now understand mm -hmm. how, right? Yep. But do you want to? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Don't want to. I get it. I don't want to do it. But it also requires an like insane amount into split beasts and imprint beasts. Mm-hmm. True, which I have none of at the moment, so it's also a good point. Looks like I'm respecting my tree to Einhar. Goodbye, expedition. Hello, Einhar. Yeah, it would have been cool if there was like a leak own way to or to a lot of those manipulation steps rather than it utilizing the existing split beasts and imprint beasts. I mean, I know it's cool when leaks interact with that, um, with existing content and existing ways to manipulate items. 
but I don't know, in a similar way, I thought last league in Sanctum, it would have been super cool if we could have modified the relics that we got inside the Sanctum, if the Sanctum would have actually provided us ways to modify it. I know they said specifically unmodifiable, so you couldn't have applied your currency, but if there was like actual altars or crafting benches or like divinia vendor options in the sanctum itself that would have allowed us to progress our our relics or sanctified relics i wouldn't have been opposed to that i would initially find that pretty I, cool. I thought that's how it was going to work when i seen the reveal and some of the teasers that they shown because then you had like you had certain things with the same mod but then higher and i'm like oh well it's unmodifiable so you must be able to take this plus two max fire and make it a plus three and this one's got le overload so there must be some sort of mechanic inside the sanctum to uh enhance or upgrade your your relics not quite yeah, in a similar way i would have liked uh the forges or other ways in the in the crucible to include the stuff like you know give us another chance at this or you know create a safe state for your item so i have a question does anyone know if channeling my item to 100 percent has any effect on the quality of the tree i get on my item no i don't think so i, think well, it's I only ask because i have not been channeling to 100 and i just channeled two items to 100 to see and both of their trees are way better than anything i've got in several days was that luck potentially <laughs> But I don't know for sure, though. I also don't know, and now I want to know. And by better, what do you mean by better? Exactly. I mean higher tier modifiers. Hmm. Having a tier 5 to begin with. Yeah. And then be... instead of tier 1 having a, a tier, or not, I don't know how it's tiered, but instead of having a tier 2, you have a tier 1. Yes. Like, instead of 40 life, you have 70 life. Except in, in the two cases here, it's like three of the nodes are significantly higher tier than I normally see. And that's happened twice in a row. You know it would be kind I of interesting it. if they implemented for Crucible? Or, like, to just kind of make it a little bit more you know, exciting or aggressive, I guess? Um... The geodes have modifiers, things like monsters drop, uh, ten percent of the time fractured items and whatnot. Mm. What if that instead said the items you forge have a ten percent chance to be fractured? It's like an interesting way of potentially getting a cheaper way to fracture at a lower probability, obviously in a fracturing orb, but like having different interesting mechanics like that. Like on the forge as well, and not just mashing two things together or crucible tree oriented. Like it had ten percent chance to fracture this item, or I don't know, five percent chance to upgrade one of the mods to tier one or something. You know what I mean? Something interesting like that. That since it is a more cra obviously crafting oriented league, we now have more crafting oriented, you know, options or things that could happen. They do have the one that says, like, corrupt with an implicit, which is, in my opinion, terrible to do because there was a clip of someone doing uh, a bow that they were trying to smush together. 
and it ended up breaking on them and they ended up getting i think it was for ea and they ended up getting a, a fire damage node on the on the very first node and i think it got rid of a lot of his no, other notables but now it's corrupted with a crit implicit that he can't use doesn't matter and now his bow is bricked so in in thought in practice in theory in theory it sounds good but in practice it's like i don't want to do that because i could end up just totally bricking my item why would i do that but what you said like maybe fracturing or upping a tier or something like that would make it a bit more interesting rather than just smush these things two things together and hope that i get the right crucible tree crucible yeah. notables well plus i mean people should be anytime at least how i've always done it whenever you're crafting an item it should be not the item you're currently using um because you don't want to break your whole character altogether yeah so if people are breaking an item that they're working on it shouldn't be a currently equipped one um True. but yeah it, it it introduces the idea of being able to get things like plus two arrows thinking just from my tornado character tornado shot character or getting have more access to those plus one spell skill gem amulets or well, i guess if with crucible it'd be weapons or shields um but either way it introduces something that's a little bit more interesting and more drive to actually get those geodes and then run those geodes versus just kind of having a stash tab full of them and maybe selling them for 10 chaos a bob what are the major differences between the, what are the major differences between the regular geodes and the crystalline geodes because i haven't seen any of the crystalline geodes Actually, I, don't know. I haven't gotten Good those question. either <laughs> What are the crystal? I've heard of that. I just haven't gotten any of them myself either. I think you only get them from channeling to 100%, or at least you get significantly more. I think they only come from the unique bosses inside maps, but you have to get like, to get the unique boss, you have to channel to 100, maybe? I mean, I've killed a lot of those unique bosses, and I've never yeah. had. <laughs> Me too. Well, not a lot, a lot, but a fair amount. Yeah. And like what i just wanted to know what the difference is like is there is there some do you get better odds do you give you uh what what is it i know they're I, worth more they're worth more <laughs> and yep. i'm pretty sure they have more downsides on them don't they like isn't it like all detrimental mods so they're way more harder from what That's i saying you can you can work on corrupted and mirror items with them but i'm pretty well isn't there one? No, maybe it is that. Maybe it's corrupted and mirrored that that's what it is. Because I, I know thought... that other geode is the XP one. The one that the monsters drop that are in the uh, the forges. Oh, yeah. The magmatic ores. Yeah. That's the one. That's its name. Which don't really give that much XP. I feel, I feel like I get more from just doing one crucible. Versus like a hundred k XP, uh, mag magmatic or however you pronounce it. Thanks so too, but I can do six of them in my hideout. <laughs> True. Yeah, I think it's more of a trade league thing for people who just want to go make them, sell them for people who just can't be bothered with XPing their crucible trees. 
I mean, it doesn't make any sense for me to go and do a a, a crucible tree where the 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 XP, the magmatic ore is the third or fourth node get all the way to that and then it's like click one thing and it's like oh yeah you got you got one your starter node there you go or like you know your second one mm-hmm. whatever so like, well, what's the point in that i need to look it up i assume the crystalline geodes are the ones that give you the the, the one way you can manipulate the uniques no, that comes on regular uh, crucibles. There's a line in the. Uh, bah, 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 no, but where you can f- like smash together the uniques, not no, like uh, that's on regular. Three. That's, that's on, on regular, regular ones. ones? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I thought that was the uh, unique combine. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I mean, contains a forge that can combine crucible passive skill trees. That once you have your your unique, from what I understand, you can just. Like you could throw your uniques in there, right? I don't think you need the crystalline one to smash the unique ones. Maybe I'm wrong because I, I don't. No, no, you can only combine the uniques and the specific. I, I think that wasn't part of the announcement, but the regular geodes, the the regular primeval thing that you get, or the regular geodes that can have the line that it removes uh, trees from a non-unique. But like, I don't think there's anything that interacts with the unique ones on the regular ones. Which just goes to see, I mean, like, we're all, like, content creators. We all play this game a lot, <laughs> especially during League Launch, and we still don't know. Yeah, Either that's... we don't care enough to find out, or the game is just so bad at communicating how it works that we still don't know. Like, either way, it's bad. It shines a bad light on the whole situation. I think it ultimately kind of is reflective of how interested everyone is with really pursuing the League mechanic. The fact that no one's really fully certain the entire aspect of the mechanic and how it works yet this far into the league um, mm. is really, I think it's reflective of the mechanic itself. That's it. And specifically the mechanic, not the reward. The trees. Mechanic, yes. Super interested in the trees. Yeah, absolutely. Super interesting. Amazing. Top tier idea. The mechanic to get them. Yeah, because since the mechanic to get them requires, well, mechanic, um, we just don't have as much access to, to it because no one's really wanting to to run it very often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Chad says nobody I know has ever seen a crystal shield in game, but they're so cheap <laughs> on trade and nobody knows how it works. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, all right all right wait so the crystalline someone says here does the tree combining for other gear corrupted mirror and split you can you can combine mirrored items with the crystalline ones i believe they said that during the Q and A or R A Q or something like that, I believe. Hmm. Well, we haven't really heard a lot from GDG in the last couple of days since the three point twenty one point oh C patch. 
there's been no more improvements or changes to how the league works. There's only been bug fixes. I mean, there's plenty of them. Got to got to give credit to them still like fixing stuff, which you know. I mean, I'm just we happy they... that, but they're fulfilling the expectations. I'm happy they fixed Unbreakable. I was losing out on like twenty thousand armor because of that bug. <laughs> that? I went from that seventy-five to ninety-five. Yeah, that nice. was funny. And I have no idea how that could have happened. I'm I'm curious whether they're eventually going to write like a dev manifesto or something like that. How unbreakable could be broken? I have a, yeah, it's unbreakable, but it got broken. I have a theory on how it got broken. It's it has to do with the new masteries that give you 100% increased energy shield from your helmet, and then 100% increased evasion from your body armor. Some sort of wires got crossed in the coding of those that also affected that to make unbreakable give 100% increased instead of it being 100% more 100 it's not technically 100% more but yes for sake of simplicity 100% more wait how does 100% more differ from double it's not coded the same from what I understand there's a there's a certain word for it that uh, I seen thrown around again I'm not a coder or a dev but this is just what I what I understand Mm. it's a oh fuck the, the word will come to me in a second and once we're on to something else most likely well, it's basically 100% more but um, I'm uh, what I wanted to get at is like uh, in Crucible day 2 day 3 we, we got some you know posts in the live updates that said we are discussing potential improvements to crucible encounters and we're uh, rebalancing this we're planning to rebalance that and all that and since uh, the c patch we haven't really had any uh, statements regarding the current state of the league and we don't know whether anything is still coming so we're not sure whether we're already in a situation where for the remaining three and a half months that this league is still going to run we'll see any significant improvements, which, yeah, I'm not sure how many people are still going to play this league beyond the first month if there's no more changes. But what could he easily do? What could they easily address in a patch that wouldn't take too much dev work? And I know this is a little bit speculative because we never know how much work it exactly takes to implement some things. But is there something, in your opinion, that could easily be done right now that would motivate players to play longer than the first month? We just polled chat. 64 votes said that they're not going to play longer until the end of the first month. I mean, out of 64 votes, almost half of them said, I'm going to play up to the end of the first month, and even 14% said I already stopped playing. I've got, I've got a very short list. Um, 30 to 40% less damage on the 100% charged things. Make the charge much quicker, and put them on uniques, and let me smash rares into uniques, like there was a bug that we were able to do it to begin with, and then they patched it unpatch that and then just make it a little bit quicker and a little bit easier that's already miles better that's already miles better i'm a huge fan of and we talked about this before um the the current league mechanic needs to be the most overpowered exciting thing in the game 
Um, I think streamlining it from being able to on the UI when you first when you first come up to a crucible, you can set what percent you want it to be at. Then yeah. you just run up there, click the button, boom, it it starts. And that way, I'm not having to stop my mapping, sit there and channel, kill off other monsters. Like it's just run up there, click the button, ease of access. And that's and where it, you get to keep the ripping, cool channel thing. If you that? want to change the percentage, that's where you get to keep the cool looking channel thing. If you want to change the percentage, maybe yeah. I still have to do a channel for that, but then it's locked. I've decided 80% and I can just keep clicking every yeah. map. May- even make and it if like I want to go to buttons. I'll have to stop and be like, work on the forge. Cool RP thingy that it does looks awesome. Okay, now it's at 100. Now every map's at 100 until I want to change it again. Exactly. Easy. You can have it as two different buttons. One channels it, starts at zero and channels. The other one is just whatever your last one was. Just click it, boom. Um, and then uh, the the whole like more depth to the crafting side of it, maybe the 10% fracture, maybe the increased item tier. Um, one One's more UI, making ease of access. And if they really want to go in depth, Add more interesting crafting stuff to the forge. Hmm. Needle anything before I go? And maybe you're gonna guess and take away the thing that I want to mention. <laughs> nah, you you can go ahead. I was. Well, I mean, I, just give us a baseline of rewards. I mean, like the reward the time that people are spending doing these encounters. Like, give us a baseline just, that's okay, not like so, gambling, so right? Crucible, gambling, like the crucible, crucible monsters. Endgame. Crucible monsters is dropping items slash uniques with a tree already oh, revealed. I mean, totally. Uh, would, totally would be a huge thing to uh, increase the playability slash uh, reward structure of the uh, the league mechanic. Uh, maybe. It's tough to say. I, I always struggle with like improvements on leagues, like things like this, because I don't always know what I want until I know I want it or it comes in. Like, do I want this? I don't know until it's actually there. But just dropping items from Crucible monsters that already have trees allocated, not allocated, but revealed would be a huge jump, in my opinion. And I think would keep a lot more people interested that would be really cool make um, pick it up rares interesting again yeah i don't know how many of us saw it or how many people in chat saw it but within the first week there was a massive post from NeverSync on twitter detailing like all of the things he thinks have fallen short and how to how he would have fixed them and honestly the whole thing was fucking nailed from top to bottom and some of the things that he had was like first of all get rid of the ruthless loot table that they've got and make them actually drop stuff while we kill them but then it had like he had like some little like crudely drawn up pictures of like different reward tile loot symbols like you know currency item scarab things on the little channel bar at the bottom so like there would just be some guaranteed rewards for making that encounter hard and it was like it was he had them like spread out so you'd get like one at 20 percent and one at 50 and then one at 90 and one at 95 and two more at 100 and so it was like and you would just have those like if you channeled and you completed the encounter some reward tiles stuff would drop so there was just like 
something that was always gonna be like here's a few chaos worth of something just like a reward that would happen for right. my time doesn't need to be stacks of divines just something other than the a two chaos loot. drop on the floor and i'm happy about it because it could have been a divine not because right because it was there was a currency button there mm-hmm. and i pressed it and two chaos dropped on the ground and i'm like ah, next time that could be two divines like i'm gonna keep doing that i love them rewards it doesn't matter if it's not or if it is only one out of every 200 times it could and there's a symbol there that says it could and so i'd be happy about it <laughs> yep yeah, I really agree with that a lot because, I, like I said earlier, at risk of repeating myself, I'm really happy when the top end rewards and then there's something to chase for, even if it's like super RNG, but there, should, there needs to be a baseline of rewards. And I think Sentinel nailed this because, if we're honest, Recombinators weren't particularly better in terms of consistent rewards, right? They were a ticket, a lottery ticket, essentially. Every Recombinator was a chance to smash two items together and to get something good. Most of the times you took some relatively good items or useful items out of the economy, and that was great, right? Like, a lot of people were happy with that. Why were people happy with that? Because Recombinators were not the only reward that was offered by Sentinel. Because Sentinel by itself was worth running every single map. Yeah. You were looking forward to group that big pack of monsters together, release that sentinel, get like all the reward symbols on top of the monsters that you could get, and and just farm that stuff for the raw drops on the ground. But let's be real, recombinators were the the meat and potatoes of sentinel. Well, they were great. They were good I to have. Them. But like, would Sentinel have been as well received and as like fondly remembered if Sentinel only had recombinators? Hang on, hang on. Mm, Recombinators, probably not, but recombinators were the best PoE crafting mechanic, in my opinion, that has existed in several years. Yeah, I love. It is unfathomable to me that they did not go core. I can't understand a single bit of it. They were the best, most fun, and most healthy for the economy crafting system we've ever been given yeah mm-hmm. i agree and I mean, sentinel, like just pressing the sentinel button was a lot of fun too to just you know go around yeah. shoot a bunch of enemies it felt how much like less a- fun would sentinel be if you had to channel it for 18 seconds before it released a robot <laughs> <laughs> it'd be horrible i mean hard, even, you wouldn't want to do it right probably not it even yeah. feeds into to the the GGG's need for or their dream of being able to have rares more valuable to be able to pick up, and recombinators also, you know, pseudo help toward that um, because you're then looking for bases to then smash them together with potentially good rolls on it. Oh, I got a T1 spell suppress on these boots, and I got a T1 move speed on these. Like maybe I'll move, you know, recombinate them. It made rares more interesting to pick up. Yep. It's so the... good they made magic items worth picking up. Yeah. I made yeah, most of too. my money and most of my fun picking up items off the floor that league, which is the opposite of my... But I literally have sea of not picking things up written here. Like, I, I make a habit of turning everything off of my loot filter, and on Sentinel League, I was like, I need to turn this back on, I need to turn those back on, I want to pick up more items off the floor. More rare items, not just currency, more items. 
And they've said that's part of the vision too, isn't it? Like Chris has came on several of those streams and said they're actively trying to figure out how to make loot more interesting and like force people to pick things up. I was so hyped earlier in the map when I when I fought one of those crucible bosses and then I found a unique on the ground and I actually saw, oh, it actually has a previral tree. Wait, it's a thing now. And then I realized, oh, it's a shitty helmet. Anyway. <laughs> it's the one helmet that has a tree. Yeah. <laughs> and the helmet itself is so bad too that it really needs to roll a, an amazing tree. And for certain builds, like to give up my elder helmet with, you know, conch effect and 30 percent more and potentially burn damage as well like i'm not giving that up for whatever the hell for 20 flat life and whatever the hell else it can roll yeah increased I mean, duration of buying, though, on me. from a trade perspective i sold one of those helmets for like 30 chaos with like a complete garbage tree on it can you actually combine the trees on those helmets actually in the same map where you can combine uniques or is it that restricted to weapons and shields? Uh, I have no I idea. Know. Just helmets. put it in my dump tab for 30 seconds. That's a good Just question. About it. Does anyone even know what the base of that helmet is? I don't even know if it's on my filter. It's a yeah. fencer helm. Yeah. And the, the best thing about that is also like, because that's been utilized by players in the past, this helmet specifically says the crucible passive skill tree on it is removed if this modifier is removed. So if you brick it into a rare, it doesn't keep the crucible passive tree. I'm so sad about that. That it's makes like, sense. No fun allowed. That makes sense on the uh, the staff or even the sword because it only comes with one socket. And then if you could brick a, a six linked uh, staff it with good, it even had mods. You, but just, you can bench the six links onto it. Yeah. Exa exactly. So, like, that would be super OP. The staff and the sword, I can see, but the helmet doesn't make yeah. any sense why that I don't get it. is like, on there. Even if you brick it into the best possible fencer helmet, right? Like, in the fencer helm, in, in by, by double bricking it in the, you know, making a double influence yeah. in the temple, like, it, the chances of it having good explicit stats are so low, and the chances of you getting a double influence brick are like one in what four? One in four outcomes? The best you could hope for is getting like life and a res. And a suppression, <laughs> yeah. maybe, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's a hybrid yeah. phase. <laughs> like if you could if you could hit like 60 life and 20 res and eight suppression on a double corrupted helmet like that, but still kept a tree, you'd be so happy to wear it. You're like, look at my helmet, it's great. <laughs> yeah. True. I mean, I don't know how rare the helmet is, honestly. Like, I've only found one, but I'm fairly casual on, on my gameplay. More casual than usual, even this league. So, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't understand. Like, the, the helmet would not be that much better if you could break it into a rare with the tree. It would just make for some really fun memes and for some, like, great Reddit posts and, you know, big ticket wins. Agreed. That would almost be like strangle grasp saying you don't get to keep your annoyance if you brick this into a rare. <laughs> Just like a whole thing. Plus, yeah. then we have more exciting uniques too. I mean, we have a unique that we can potentially brick for something fun. Like, why not make it? Yep. Yep. 
And then, yeah, I've also seen like this uh, another clip. We watched a gamer for life because I had to eat something before podcast. So put up a gamer for life and seen like this one duo group that had like uh, twenty six divine orbs and one map. And that's just made me made me see that that that's an overarching theme in the game nowadays. That there's these extreme big ticket wins at the top end of RNG and the top end of like player time investment that you're not guaranteed to get that you could get, but it feels like the existence of those big ticket wins is like the counterbalance to not being like mm -hmm. a good baseline of rewards. Like that the baseline needs to be taken down because these big tickets exist and but I, I just disagree like that these big tickets should be there. I mean, there should be something, but the discrepancies okay. between the dick, big, the dick, big, the uh, big ticket. <laughs> the discrepancy between the big ticket wins and the baseline awards is just so huge, right? Like, I, I don't think it needs to be that big. But, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for putting the, the, the that's what she said into your head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I got 31 divines earlier this league from an altar as a solo player. No quant, no nothing, just a normal build. That was great. But the thing is, I've now been riding that high into every single map I've launched since then. I've not hit another one at all. I've been chaining maps 12 hours a day, haven't hit a single one. But because it can happen... I'm excited every single time I launch a map. So I don't think taking them away would be a great idea. Is it's not it's not like about total reward, it's about the excitement. It's about the fun. And the fact that it can happen yep. makes it fun. Even if I don't hit another one the whole league, there'll be a little extra excitement launching every single map from now until the end because it could have a divine altar in it. Yeah, by that same token, it could also drop you a mirror as well. Or yeah. a or a headhunter. I'm going to see 60 more divine altars before I see a mirror. That's true. I've only gotten one divine altar since they made that a thing. And it was last league. I think it was in the Stave and Totem Only League. And it was in a really poorly rolled map. And I ended up with like two or three divines. And I was so depressed. I was like, no. Why didn't I roll this map better? I mean, that's usually one of the, the things um, that I look at whenever I'm going into a, a different currency generating strategy is what's the ceiling look like? What is the thing outside of like the obvious mirror drop or something like that? But what is the ceiling that I'm like possible more that I have an actual chance of achieving by running this particular strat? What is yeah. the ceiling for it? And then what's probably going to be like the average loot coming out of it as well uh, from the day to day. I think that's if something that most players need to consider that are playing trade uh, when choosing whatever strategy, ratless strategy they go toward. Yeah, the floor and the ceiling. What's, what's the worst case scenario? Am I at least going to break even? And am I going to bleed money until I hit this jackpot? Or am I going to be able to self-sustain when I do hit that? peak yeah yeah no no that, that nails it floor versus ceiling like i just think the ratio yeah. is off there a little bit and th th not just in this league but in the game in general 
in many aspects. Not all, not everywhere. I think, like for example, heisting has good baseline rewards and good ceiling rewards, right? I, I think if you if you heist, even if you don't hit a big ticket, you're getting consistent rewards out of it. Oh, that's just because it feels so terrible to do. They had to make it say, rewarding. You <laughs> if it wasn't that rewarding, no one would be there. <laughs> exactly. I haven't stepped foot in. I, actually, I did. I went to Rogue Harbor in the beginning of the league because I realized that my heist locker wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, I must just have to go talk to, you know, uh, the lady and then run a contract. I ran a regular contract, not the quest one, because I didn't feel like run, doing the uh, role play thing and running around talking to everybody. And I ran back and it, my locker still wasn't there. And I was like, you know what? I set the affinity for my uh, thing while I was there. And then I just left it alone. I haven't been back since. I, yeah, I found that also terrible. They did it since patch it though. In 3.21.0c, yeah. they, they did make it so that it's unlocked when you first visit the Rogue Harbor. Yeah, I've seen that. And I now have the locker in my in my hideout now too. Have so they ever explained why the quest ones are still in existence? Like, is there a reason to run the quest contracts other so than to get the, the 10 chaos unique contracts down the road? Yeah, there's, a, there's an absurdly large amount of those quest ones, which wouldn't be a problem if the the designated heist locker would actually allow you to store them there. Yeah, even that would be wonderful. But you, those, <laughs> you either run it or drop it back in the ones, map. But like those quest why? ones are the reasons that I never, ever, ever, ever go to the rogue harbor. I will not open a single rogue thing because I don't want. I know I don't want those quest things to drop all the time, and so I just. Uh, granted, I don't like heist very much to begin with. Yeah, me neither. But like, sometimes I'd like I might go do like an hour of heist here or whatever if I felt like it. Like, there's there are times when I've been in a mood that I would have done that. But I know that that absolutely bones me for the entire rest of the league. It's just going to be these quest contracts dropping constantly, <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. I'm, I will never visit the Rogue Harbor in a league again. You can hide them on your filter, how you used to hide the reagents. From March they, Nemesis, you can just make them fully transparent. Oh right, yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. play around with that. Yeah, so you can't hide hide them, right? Like, right. You can just just make them invisible practically. Yeah, which sometimes you can still pick them up if you're like just quick clicking and picking things up, and you look in your yeah. you're like, wait, how, how did I get to get rid of this? I just got me again. I got bamboozled <laughs> again. Yeah, I don't. I. For the life of me, cannot. I mean, I understand that at the end of the quest line, you can you have access to the unique contract. But even like at least from a trade perspective, those are like a like a one to five chaos contract that no one's buying anyway. So, like, it just seems. I don't know. <laughs> I just hope they get rid of those at some point. Yeah, uh, or like boil them down. Like you, you don't need as many as there are right now for the progression. Yeah, yeah but like true. most importantly, I mean, heist's been in the game since I mean, three point twelve. We're at three twenty one, like nine leagues, almost three years now, and or like at least closing in on three, maybe two and a half. You know, because heist was like Christmas League two years ago, but damn. Like, yeah. why, why do these things still take... I mean, I know that it's because they're quest items and you can't 
stash quest items and they're local to your character you can't put them onto another character but with heist quests i believe you can even drop them in your beast cherry and then you can pick them up with another character there if you wanted to transfer them to another character Wait, really <laughs> i think that's an actual thing but you can't put them into your stash you can't transfer them but you can throw them into your crafting bench and your harvest bench yep um I wasn't that a thing it... that you could transfer them to another not? character no <laughs> I don't I'm think so. Sure I've done that once. Not that I'm aware of. I wouldn't have an issue with heist as much if it didn't feel so bad in the beginning. Like leveling and gearing up your rogues in the beginning and sitting around. Same thing with like Crucible, waiting to channel, like waiting for Tibbs to do his little dance and open up a door. It's like <laughs> for 20 seconds or whatever. It's like, I'm, come on, dude. This is, this is ridiculous. Once they're geared out and your rogues are leveled, it doesn't feel as bad because they're somewhat quick with it. But getting to that point, yeah. this feels terrible. The deceptions are so good because then there's no doors. No doors on the way out. Yeah. You just run. Plus, Gianna gives you the cheap reveals. Yeah. The one time I did like proper go into heist was in a BPL, and that's like there was like a team on that BPL team that like helped me gear stuff out and like figure out what to do. Once all the rogues were geared. And like well geared, and I was running high level content. That was actually fine once yeah. I got there. It but then takes a while I experienced it, and I was like, "That's too much work to get to that stage." Exactly. <laughs> it was miserable the whole time until it was finished, and then yep. it felt good. Nah, pass. Yeah, agreed. And sucks because like heist, especially from an SSF player standpoint, there's a lot of really good stuff you can get. You get all quality gems. You get replicas. You get a lot of five and six links especially early you get a lot of just raw currency but geez i just don't want to go through it i think they actually nerfed that this league too the six links from them if i'm not mistaken i think what they said was the replica the replicas don't have the same socket weightings but the experimental items uh, like the oh enchanted armaments i believe still do i think it was the replicas and experimental items that they nerfed the socket weightings on not the enchanted items if i'm remembering correctly heist also does even if you don't care for the role-playing aspect but you probably agree deedle heist has some of the best lore in the game oh yeah it's really if you want to delve into that aspect of it it's really amazing the voice lines were really well done in heist i agree yeah and and the whole story behind it you know you're trying to save the kitty and everything and then going and you know getting your revenge on the twins and Remember Quinn actually had, I watched a Quinn stream and he had, he had a pretty good take on the the kitty uh quest line as far as like hey the the twins killed killed her cat but now you just go through and murder all these people because they killed your cat. I was like, man, that's it's kind of true. You go through just murdering all these people because they killed a cat. Well, and for the loot. And for the loot, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very aware of the time and uh, Valor has said in, in uh, the beginning that he, he doesn't have all the time today and we usually aim for two hours but then go over two hours anyway. So before we round things off, is there anything that you guys want to still bring up for discussion? Is there any comments that you've seen in chat? Does chat have any questions that they still that you still want to see answers to? Then we could do like one quick round of that before we uh, do the shout outs and the conclusion. 
Uh, yeah. I want to know how. I want to know how many people are going to be moving straight to D four when it launches. I mean, sixty percent of the people who responded to the poll, which was above a hundred, I think we had one hundred twenty-two vote, and sixty percent of people either already quit or are planning to quit within the first month. So, just, uh, just to be clear, I don't mean like permanently. I just mean like you know, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna launch at the end towards the back half of this league, surely. <laughs> Full-time D4 player, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Personally, I have no interest in uh, Diablo 4 or really anything Blizzard does, but I know I'm in the minority on that statement, so I'll probably still be playing PoE till the end of the league. I'm with uh, you on that take, absolutely. I've, I've been burned by Blizzard. I'm not going to reach out into the potential fire again <laughs> i mean if i mean if that's your thing and you're gonna enjoy it and you like diablo as a series and you enjoy playing it and you're gonna have fun by all means i'm not saying that you shouldn't uh, i'm just saying from my perspective yeah. and i i'm not interested i i also hate blizzard but my love for diablo in general outweighs it therefore i will be playing it <laughs> Fair enough, and I'll, I'll be following the discourse around Diablo 4 with great interest. I'll, I just have no interest in playing it myself. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. I'll probably be watching streams because um, I do follow a lot of PoE creators, and I know most of them are going to be probably playing D4. So I'll probably have it on my other monitor while I'm still playing PoE. <laughs> um, that way I can get the meat and potatoes out of what came from D4, and then shortly after I have a new league start. I'm definitely curious to, like, that's why I'm going to be following and definitely curious to see what it brings to the ARPG genre, what it brings to the table, and, like, how it's going to impact the entire scene and the development. You know, maybe, and the chances are not astronomically low for that, maybe the D4 will have some things that are so good that other ARPGs are going to be looking to copy that or make their own version of it, whatever it is, right? Mm. And... Um, yeah, and, and undoubtedly it's going to put all eyes on the ARPG scene and drive a lot of people who are looking for a little bit of more in-depth experience to games like Path of Exile that have a little bit more depth and offer years and years of content. It's already happened from the beta. I've seen an influx of so many new players coming in and saying, I'm oh, new yeah. and, and I don't understand this or I understand that. It's like, yep. Get used to it. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. But do you think D four is going to introduce any you know new new concepts to the ARP to the genre, or do you think it's going to bring more of Poe aspects into it, and then just kind of call it um, new? Not, and that's not a shot at D four by any means. It's more of a. The only thing I see so far is the way they're dealing with unique powers. I actually quite love. So the idea of uniques like for us or in the past is that they have some special ability, right? Like that's the idea of a unique, like the, the best instance I have of a unique example right now is like Chevron's wrappings, despite it's not being popular, but like you get the idea, right? Um, D4's version of that, they'll, they'll have their Chevron's wrapping that drops, but it's essentially just a rare item that's been made into a unique by the power it's been given. And you can destroy that item to pull the power off 
and you can put it on an appropriate gear slot of a different rare. And so that lets you sort of still have, you know, gear diversity and upgrades because when you, you get 10 levels, that piece of gear is now trash, but you need that power and a good rare drops and you want to use it, you can delete your old one, rip the power off it that you were using and put it on a new one. I like that. I like that quite a bit. So like as if you could like rip the chaos damage does not bypass ES shield from a shafts and put it on a rare that you found? Yes. I like it, but I see a, a major balancing problem with PoE in that regards. Like well obviously that doesn't translate to PoE one on one one to one, obviously. You yeah. couldn't just do that with shavs because you can't give me like a, so a nine hundred ES Valregalia that has the shavs right, we're not. <laughs> this game is designed around that being a thing like that's how they're going to do but i just think that the idea of that is super interesting like that's a really interesting way to get your unique powers that doesn't like limit gear and progression especially like as you're leveling and whatnot yeah exactly and and that's and that that answers my question as far as like possibly new concepts introduced into the genre that's a new concept that i've seen so far that's like just not i've not seen that approach be taken to given unique powers before and i quite like it yeah you think that's kind of what they were trying to do with crucible trees in a sense yeah except that it was only on weapons and shields and that one unique helmet excuse me yeah and i have to gamble whether i can move it or not yeah you can't it's well i mean that's kind of the poe way right it's like pull the rng slot machine see if you win for better or for worse i'm not saying it's a good nor a bad thing it's i mean the concept itself overall i i actually really love crucible like the idea of a passive tree on weapons and whatnot how it's executed is a little bit different um but the the concept behind it i think is really interesting and cool Oh yeah, I think there's tons of things to love also about the Crucible. I, I do actually, after like learning to know them a little bit, I, I like the unique bosses that it spawns. You know, I like that there's difficult encounters. I just think that the rewards are way off and the the communication about risk reward ratio is like very, very limited from the game side. You have to put a lot of research into it. But yeah. I mean, we're all still playing. We're all still planning to play a little bit longer. Maybe maybe some of us longer than others, but you know, we wouldn't be here having this conversation. And I feel like this is Warren's saying it every every single podcast, but it's like we wouldn't be here having this conversation if we didn't love the game. True. But yeah, seeing that there's a I think no big questions in chat that I want to highlight. There was someone asking about how to not get one tapped on your SOS poison build baller, but maybe you want to address that on your that's, own stream. Yeah, that's not for you. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah. Um what can we be hyped to see in the near future from you guys? I know Scatoria, you haven't uploaded uh, uploaded a YouTube video in a while. Is there gonna be more YouTube content coming or are you yeah, focusing on live streams? Yes. Um, well, well, not I, call him. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. I was like, shit, what's there, happening? No, there was really cool <laughs> content in the past, but it's like a while yeah. ago. And I was like, hey, do you have something cooking? You know? But, yeah, you're right. It's It's been it's been a couple of leagues since I've, I've made some YouTube. Um, I think it's because I'm really still 
despite having a bunch of YouTube videos from the past, I'm still kind of finding my niche um, as far as like what the average content that'll be regularly posted. Um, but I do intend on making um, more YouTube videos in the near future. It's And at the moment, it's going to continue to range between when I build guides from currently running, um, current solo uh currency making strategies because that's what i mainly do i do hang out in voice chat with the with my buddies but i play mostly solo um but trade league so i've noticed that kind of does well with a lot of other players that just kind of play on their own but they're trying to figure out how to make currency um and i'm trailing my niche it's exactly right i'm trying to get to that <laughs> that brutal side um right. and then live broadcasts i am never on a set schedule <laughs> As I keep putting every league, I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna be live every day and this time to this time. And then it ends up being like, damn, I just wanna vibe, listen to some broadcasts and grind out maps. Yeah. Right. Sounds good. But people can find you broadcasting live. You, you do yes, on Twitch primarily. All right, great, great. And uh as for you, Deedle, is there any uh any big things that people should be looking forward to uh, as they tune into your podcast in the coming days? My podcast? I don't have a podcast anymore. Uh, sorry, you, uh, we screen, used to. Podcast? You did. My, my brain is at the point, you know, two hours, two and a half I would hours. Like, like, I, can't I would like to bring properly. it back at some point, but um, yeah. Um, mainly just grinding out HSSF. I'm working towards uh, Maven and then trying to still... Uh, screw my wrists up by scour chancing a bunch of steel kite shields and uh hopefully just uh not dying in hcssf and um crafting cool items you know and my youtube has also fallen off to point out that fact but youtube's tough man when you're like streaming every day and like trying to budget time when it's like uh, I could stream and like have real time interaction with people and you know play the game, or I could sit and work on a video and have delayed rea uh, act, you know, reaction with people and do that. And it's like, man, it's like the instant gratification always pulls me in. And that's like, but I know in the back of my head, like I should do the YouTube stuff, but then I don't. It's like the angel and the devil is on my shoulders, and it's the devil yeah. wins no i i know that like i i also feel like as a content creator you're in many cases you always feel like you're behind you could always do more there is more that you need to do in order to be as successful as you deserve to be and especially like i think speaking for everyone we're all pretty much one man operations beside like you know you know some outsourcing maybe balor has someone who does some videos for him that he that he bullies into slave work right <laughs> yay video that, editing that helps i had someone helping me out out like they just offered they said hey you know i can uh, attempt to you know edit down some videos for your gauntlet stuff but they had real life things also attack them recently not attack but come up for them and uh they haven't been able to do it as much, but it did help out a bit having that. Like, I still had to coordinate stuff and like stream mark and clip, and like we still had to discuss about certain things, but it didn't take as much time because editing down things is it takes it takes quite a bit of effort and time. YouTube, yeah. you also really have to be 
like on your game too when it comes to the scrutiny of our community so like if you got some numbers wrong if you're doing whatever x y and z strategy or whatever you really have to make sure that you're on it or else that video is gonna turn into a certain kind of show pretty quick yeah Yeah, i can't be advertising a because if you say something that's accurate but it's not accurate four days later you still get in trouble yeah that that as well you have to to alter the, the title to be outdated or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You're like this is the prices on the items and then they triple in price because of the video and you're like I didn't <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm luckily not not that big to influence the market like that, but I mean if I make an insane build at some point it could happen anytime. But like what I wanted to say deal uh, is uh, in response to what you said not finding the time for YouTube and all that. I've recently like tried to do like the first 2 or 3 hours of my stream on days that I stream just stream on YouTube and like have a, a clear outline for the video, have like some premise, like something that I want to do that day and maybe a question I want to answer, can I do this or that in 2 or 3 hours and then um and then follow up on Twitch with a stream where I do whatever, because I think that helps, uh, you know, the algorithm. And it, it, it's also interesting to watch a, a live stream on YouTube as long as it is clearly defined. And a lot of times when I stream in the past, I, I just go live, press the button and do whatever. And now this helps me right. like, think about what, what's the overarching goal that I'm working towards. And it helps create a little bit of a story that people can follow. Um, just one thing I want to quickly bring up because it's been talked about in chat. Uh, someone asked, did you guys talk about Explodey Totem? And no, we didn't because what is there to say really? It's like a blatantly OP interaction. That's great that it's there and that people have something fun to try around. It's like one of those things that Crucible enables that is super interesting. Did it need to be that yeah. strong? I don't know, but it's, it's cool that people have something like that. But much, much else is there to say. I mean, I always think it's fine to have really insane builds for the for the league, like because of the league mechanic, which is going to go away in three months anyway, or at least balance down to a yeah. more suitable state. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I don't see an issue with having OP builds. The problem comes in is when people get too attached to them, and then they do go away slash nerfed, and then they feel like they're being singled out and ggg took my build and it's like this <laughs> shit happens all the time though like you know the only constant in poe is change really yeah from that, pers- from that perspective anyway oh i look at like harold look at harold stackers from back in the day yeah like they were shoo, they were stupid op plus it, right. it does play into the retention side too like whenever you get a build that just deletes all content with one shot like, i mean I've, I've played builds like that before and they're just not like i don't play them very long i play them for like a couple days and it's like all right sweet i can delete uber eater and then now it's no longer fun because you know what i mean like i want that project that's something to like drive toward um so i don't know i guess some people enjoy doing that over and over but it's only for three months four months however long the league is true wait so i already said what people can expect on my youtube and from my content a little bit better what can people expect from you is there anything that you're working towards big youtube comment uh, i mean not specifically yet i'm still trying to grind up money i want to go full mf it's uh i just really like mf 
I haven't done it in like two leagues. I've skipped MF the last two leagues. I miss it. Did you make a color when that was a thing with the Arch Nim mods? No. <laughs> no. The loot goblins. That's not that's not Slayer. how I want to play. A Slayer call. I'm, I'm so happy they got rid of that. <laughs> yeah, Shame. me too. I love yeah, MF and I hated that. Everyone hated that across the board. Yeah. Yeah, even the people that were doing it and and profiting yeah. didn't like it. I know I know teams of people that were making like two and a half thousand divines a day just sitting on TFT going to cull for everyone. And they were like, This is fucking miserable. I hate my life. I wanna be here. <laughs> There's like nothing about what we're doing is fun. <laughs> yeah. Great. So I think that rounds things off before we open up another topic that will keep us here until we hit the three hour mark. I want to thank you guys for coming on. It was great to have this discussion. I think we had a lot of fair points, good criticism while not delving too much into negativity and keeping a positive outlook on the game that we all love. And mm. uh, I specifically want to shout out Captain Lance and Cute Dog for making their respective videos. If you guys in chat haven't seen them yet, check them out. They're not very long. The Captain Lance video was less than 10 minutes. Cute Dog is, I think, 16 minutes. So if you watch like Balor on 200% speed, you're done with both of them in, in less than 15 minutes. <laughs> and um, yeah, but shout out for them to them making the videos. Check them out. Uh, they provided a lot of cool talking points for the podcast and helped me make the topic list and helped me sort my own thoughts in regards to the league. So that's great. And then there's another podcast coming up, of course, Saturday. Again, 9 p.m. GMT, really early for Balor. I know it's shit, but it's it's hard to coordinate these podcasts. We're going to have uh, three boys on from the Max Roll GG roster. We're going to have uh, Palstron and Crouching Tuna and MB Extreme. And... Uh, well, I mean, it's a, a going to be a pure softcore trade podcast then, uh, no SSF points. So we're probably going to talk, talk all about currency making strats, about strong meta builds, and all the fun stuff that you guys probably want to hear about. And uh, if you want to know when the next Faded Connections is, it's always at uh, uh, an address that's called faded.fyi slash... Listed in the live stream section of my YouTube a couple of days before, or at least the day before, so you can click it and follow it. And I'll share the link on Twitter. So follow all these things. We got our, our Twitter handles also here on the underneath the, the names. Balor is Balor Mage everywhere, so he doesn't need one. That's why he's the CEO of not picking things up. And uh, well, until the next podcast, which is already in uh, three days, talk to you soon. Bye bye, and have a wonderful time farming. Don't don't quit. It's you're so close to getting that big ticket item, guys. The, the big lottery ticket win. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get that divine altar. You're gonna get that. Yeah, just you one. Got it. All right. Bye bye. I'll see you next time. See you.